0: Galar? 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 Yeah. Galar? What do you Galar? call it? Galar. Galarian. Galar. 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 Yeah, Galar. Great Galar. Great Balor. I'm Tyler, your host for today. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Casual Master Quest. That was Nick and that was Glenn. How are you guys doing? <sighs> doing alright. I'm so good. We are currently in a, uh, like a, a post-game bliss, if you will, with uh, the release of Pokemon Sword and Shield coming out. Uh, some of us have uh, gotten pretty far in.
1: I'd say um, mid-game
2: bliss, not post-game bliss, because that's not existent The game doesn't stop, remember? Never stop the quest. It's right. Wrong show. Oh, I mean, you know, it's part of the same family. It's like a cousin.
0: <laughs> it's like a cousin. <laughs> uh, be- before we start lighting off the, uh, the fireworks, that is, this entire, uh, good and bad bombshell of Pokemon. I think we should, uh, let's, let's, let's get the good stuff out of the way. You know, uh, we're real people who got real lives. We have got real things happening. Glenn, what's going on over on your end?
2: Uh, I got super sick uh, just a couple nights ago. It's one of those things where I, I've i been feeling kind of crummy for a few days, but, not, yeah. but no real like, I'm actually sick, but just like, I feel like I'm sick, and then I went and I was playing, I think I was actually playing WoW with some friends, and and I went, oh god, I'm so cold. And then it just got colder and colder and colder. And by the time I like was ready to go to sleep at like 10.30, I went and checked my temperature and it had jumped to over 101. And so I was just like, I am so sick. And then I just like, like broke, my fever broke in my sleep and I feel a little better now. But um, yeah, this week was just kind of dealing with one of those not sick sicknesses. Which is, uh, the best kind of sickness, <laughs> so... I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm still trying to figure out something on
0: my end, too, something similar. Uh, I keep sneezing, but I'm not sick. I just, I just keep sneezing. Right! I don't have allergies I'm aware of, but, uh, yeah, it's like, I'm not sure if it's just the weather somehow, it tickles the nostrils the right way, and then suddenly I'll start sneezing, I'll, I'll sneeze like once an hour... For these uh, past few nights, it's been freaking me out. It's like, yeah, you know, like I'm checking temperature. I you know, it's like, well, I don't feel a fever. My throat's okay. What's the fuck is going on? <laughs>
1: it's like, I don't I understand through, that, but I'm, Yeah. No, i was just saying I go through something similar where I'll just wake up with like my my throat's like it kind of hurts to like when I swallow, like it's swollen, but like it doesn't yeah. actually hurt to do it. Like it's just I can feel it's kind of swollen.
2: Yeah, like your lymph um, nodes or whatever. Right yeah, here. some.
1: Yeah, but then I I'm fine. Like I can wake up properly. Like I can go out and do things. I have my energy and it just stays for a few days. Like all right, cool. I'm or just see in, or nice just hanging at out.
2: night or whatever sometimes. <laughs> or, yeah,
1: something. It just like yeah. at certain times and it's like all right, cool. You know, it's fun staying. I'll I'll see you later. I'm like all right. I love adulting.
2: <laughs> now that
0: that's totally fair. I think there is one thing we're all sick with right now. And that's Pokemon fever, baby. Boo-hoo-hoo! Yes. Oh, uh, man, thousand percent. Yeah. Remember, sure. Yep. Uh, check my temperature, it's 151. Holy shit. Huh. I, I know on a medicine level, for the, the doctors out there, that's physically impossible, because I'd be like... Dead. ...super dead. Super dead. <laughs> super, like, not, like, super sane dead. Like, oof. Like, there there is no sense to be saving you from that. Oh, but, that's a uh, really
1: high fever. I just did the math. That's a really, like, you'd be dead dead. Y- yeah. yeah Yeah, you would. Yeah, I, again, yeah. Celsius, so I don't know what the normals are in Fahrenheit. Um, oh,
2: yeah, my fever I, of a 101 is just barely above normal, but enough that it's bad.
0: Like, body temperature for us is 98.6 on an average <laughs> scale. <laughs> yeah, Fahrenheit. I believe it's, like, deadly once, like, beyond deadly once it hits, like, 108. Yeah. So, a uh, 150 one would be... yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a high fever. We got- that's 42 Celsius, 108. That's, like... Oof. That's like somebody threw a Molotov cocktail at your brain the moment this you're attacking, your temperature. This, yeah. this is fine. This is fine. This is it's fine. It's
2: fine. <laughs> but it's fine. Glenn, you bought a switch. I did. Yeah. Uh to my wife's shaggrim. I went out and uh uh partially so I mo- Mostly for this reason, when we were looking into like like finding things for Sarah to do, just because I have so many games that I play, and she really does enjoy playing games, and a lot of the games that I play, she's like, "I would love to," but we've only got one nice PC, um, so we had to find something console-based for her to play. She started playing Kingdom Hearts because she was like, "I want to play a game like Zelda. I want to play a game like Zelda." And I was. And
0: she played Kingdom Hearts, and she did. I, I, I and feel it's, for. Her.
2: It's just not enough like zelda it's it's fine but it's the very dated i
0: I, <laughs> I bleed zelda i understand your feeling yeah. it's like you you want to play this cool game so you got the the burger king toy version of it instead it's mm-hmm. like i mean it hits kind of the right like yeah. is she playing the first kingdom hearts or she's got kingdom the one of
2: our friends has the nine game collection in a single box for dupe ps4 so she's like mid-way i'm not gonna through say it out loud
0: one. because it, it is a big fancy word
2: (laughs) yeah she only needs to play like four of them i think is what he said those are like there's four of them that are kind of must plays (laughs) so are they though
1: i'd like to not have the kingdom heart conversation because the whole like timeline is bullshit (laughs) end of story
0: yeah that's i mean that's probably one thing that's similar to Zelda is the timeline is
1: also. Positive. Well, no, okay, okay, but Zelda doesn't do the point six seven remix HD XD roar. I'm gonna fucking kill you, nuzzle, wuzzle, ooh-hoo. Like Zelda doesn't do that. Kingdom Hearts does that. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. You're not.
0: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> they don't do like, that. I, I'm trying to think of any time they've done anything like that, but like the the weirdest thing they've ever gone was Zelda 2: The Adventure of Link, the second game that came out. So it's like, no, I don't think you're wrong. You're right. It's oh, like as you would say, you are correct, sir.
1: It's like see like what's Ze- like it's a messy timeline, crud, the chronology is off. Sure, there's all these multiple like, you know, paths timelines things to explore sure fine okay it's a little confusing but each game's its own but then with with kingdom hearts each game's its own but they're all part of the same timeline but they're not and then you get all the main story in the games that are not the main games but then you'll also never understand playing anything but the main games
0: just some of them are alternate worlds some of them are data worlds that are data versions of real worlds that you'll replay and some of them are don't exist at all it's just in your memory oh sorry (laughs) uh
2: You broke me.
0: That (laughs) broke me a little bit. (laughs) Uh, I think the weird thing is, like, uh, in comparison of this uh, whole topic of Zelda versus, like, say, uh, Final Fantasy, Square Enix was like, no, there's some similar things in these, but they're all fucking different. There's no lines. Oh, 10-2. Okay, you got us. But everything else is fucking. Oh, 13-2 and 13-3. Shut the fuck up. They're all fucking different. (laughs) And, like, uh, the same topic came up to, you know, Nintendo. Nintendo's like, oh, if we make connection, everybody will be happy because Link holds us all together. And they look at this fucking messy-ass board, like, seven, eight games in, sometime in the 90s, like, oh, shit, we fucked up. Well, time to make some timelines. And it's like, so, you know, they're all different games. Uh, you know, different editions, maybe, of, you know, different games. It's like Final Fantasy, just I don't think they should be connected by a timeline. Never did. So the uh, point of that was
2: Sarah wanted to play a game like Zelda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, Look, you, you said Zelda. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, so she. Yeah, no, you're fine. Uh, but I realized I didn't need my Xbox anymore because I have my PC. PC's better Xbox. So I. I'm sorry. I've never heard of an Xbox. You mean the Netflix
1: machine that I have sitting in my cabinet? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Just wanted to. Just wanted to confirm. Sorry, carry on, then. I didn't mean to interrupt. you. <laughs>
2: No, so I, I thought it was just I thought a
1: it was finally time. did
0: nothing but show Game Pass advertisements.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, you're talking about the mixer machine. Okay, yeah, no, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. it. The, the machine you use to watch Nick's Mixer and look at the
2: Game Pass deals for your PC. Mhm.
0: It, it doubles as a doorstop at least if you really want it right, to. Right, they're
2: pretty durable. But we brought it yeah. in, I traded it in because if you were buying a console, which I wanted to get a Switch, you got 20% off of two used games. So, I got two used games and Shield and ended up spending, you know, way less than I would have initially, I think, on everything between the trade-in and the discounts. And now we have a Switch, Pokemon Shield, uh, uh, Breath of the Wild, and I got Modern Warfare uh, for PlayStation 4. So I can play that. Okay, it's I, I got really platform.
0: confused and scared for a second. I thought you were going to say Modern, <laughs> Modern Warfare, Warfare for, for Switch. Switch? Like...
1: Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. So <laughs> a couple of things I wanted to mention on that. <laughs> Um, first of all, it's almost not shocking that Modern Warfare has already been taken back to GameStops, even though it just came out. Mm -hmm. Uh, the other thing is, I don't know about in the States, but do you know how, before I bought Breath of the Wild officially, do you know how long I'd been looking for a used copy of Breath of the Wild? Because Nintendo never brings their prices down, and I never found one. So that... I never found one. And the fact that it was a used copy, so it's a little bit cheaper, and you got a 20% discount, I had to buy that motherfucker brand new because I couldn't find a used copy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I paid less than
0: $40
1: for it. Which uh, would be like 50 for you, Nick, which is still That's a cheaper. good fucking deal. Like, yeah. it, like, Nintendo games just don't go down. They don't. Ever. It's
0: nuts. Nintendo
1: first party games specifically, yes. Yeah.
0: Unless they do their Nintendo Selects or, you know, Game of the Year equivalent bullshit where they'll mark it down to 20 bucks or 40 bucks. Which they've done before. I believe like Odyssey and a couple other games, ARMS, uh, you know, and they release like $30 editions of that instead. Which, but you know, Breath of the Wild, i Breath of the Wild and like Splatoon, like they keep them fuckers all the way up. Like, I'm pretty sure I bought a uh, GameCube uh, Zelda game like Wind Waker or some shit back when the Wii was out. And it was still like 30 bucks. It's like, this is the old fuck, system. Guys.
2: What is going on? Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, this is the wrong generation. You guys don't even carry it new anymore. It's just <laughs> sitting there. Let me take it at a proper price. And it's like, yeah, nah, fam. Uh, nah. This is Zelda, yo. <laughs> Nintendo tax. <text>. Nah, fam. <laughs> I mean, th- that's just the way it is with first party Nintendo games. They By I- inducing a artificial scarcity, they keep it at a high price.
1: Looking at um, GameStop online, Soul yeah. Silver for the Nintendo DS on GameStop is listed pre-owned at sixty dollars. What is that well, equivalent just, in Canadian Well, games? I mean, it's. it's no, I mean, that's because it's on a you know. For us, it's like 50, 50 bucks. No, no, no. This is GameStop, so this is American. Oh, in oh, in US. Oh, yeah. So but it came I, out.
0: At th- it came out at forty bucks, thirty-five bucks.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, part of it is it's, you know, it's on a default, like an obsolete system, so it's a little bit rare to find. Yeah, GameStop's find a- website's kind of trash, so. But, like, I was, it like, it's still amazing. Like, Nintendo games, uh, first-party games, uh, for the most part, they just barely ever go down. Even ones that came out well, on a, on the DS.
2: I think part of that, honestly, just because of my, ex- my minimal experience is that they do, they're games that hold up they're very good they're high quality and a lot of times they have really great replayability so like unlike you know the fifas of the world or the you know maddens of the world they don't have that same sort of issue you know what i mean Where yeah. like where are like it comes out and it's modern warfare and i can buy it ten dollars cheaper than the you know the next day because somebody's already brought it back a day later um that i mean is- hell uh- on a
0: uh, adjacent topic, like indie games that come on uh, Nintendo platforms, the joke has always been Nintendo tax. Mm. Uh, you see a game that's an indie game on the Switch for 15 bucks, but then you look on Steam and it's actually 10. It's like they, yeah, you know, if it's on a Nintendo platform, they want to jack up the price a little bit. Not the same thing as this weird <laughs> price preservation, but and th- it doesn't help that Nintendo also Pikachu faces at any time people wants to emulate their games too. Mm. It's like, what? No, just buy it. You fool! And it's like, well, no, it's like twice the price right now. Yeah. Fuck you. But yeah. uh
2: But yeah, that's that's what's going on with me. I'm super stoked to be a part of the Nintendo family again. It's the first console I've had since I think my Glacier or not Glacier. I had the the see through orange Nintendo sixty four. No shit. And I've still got my Game Boy Color, but I got that before the sixty four. So like, it's been a minute. The uh, the Giant Bomb East
0: Crew is actually sending one of those uh, Nintendo 64s to Antarctica. Really? Yeah. Apper- like, I, I have no idea what the context is, but they're sending that a copy of Donkey Kong 64 and then a imitation of uh, a WWE uh, championship bell for some reason. They're just sending it over to, I think, the research lab over in Antarctica. Give and them something like, to do. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's like, I feel like just, I don't know, give them a Switch or a, you know, a classic or something. Right whatever uh Nick what's it been going on over in your end you've been living life to its fullest I'm sure well what's the week been like uh before Friday happened
1: um tired frustrated just school. um yeah, it's at that point in the semester. I haven't really gotten much sleep this uh, this past week.
0: Yeah, and you're probably not going to get much sleep now after this. Sh-
1: no, not only that, not only do I have to finish deadlines over the next two days, because um, we're recording on a Saturday, um, I've got deadlines that are due like Monday night. Um, I also have to put as much time as I can into SWORD. So yeah, no, I mean, I don't want to go into anything specific, um, just, you know, for reasons. But yeah, no, it's just been a rough week at school. But this will pass because in about a month, um, I'm, I'm traveling, so, yeah. Yes,
0: yes you are. Uh, I'm going exactly home. In exactly a month from the time of recording, oh, sweet. I believe.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going home for about two weeks, um, and, uh, there'll be plenty of reminders so that nobody just because sk- it's not like a bombshell dropped on anybody.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, oh, that'll be wait.
1: fun. <laughs> what? You're, you're coming
0: back next week, right? Like, where, where are you going? Like, uh, over to Toronto or something, or? No, like, no, uh, <sighs> you're going to Washington State, right? No, I'm going to the buy. What? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I was okay. Apparently, I'm making a joke of. No, I you know, know you were doing Sean. a pin. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay, but you yeah. you poker faced at me, so it's like yeah, that I had was the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nani? My.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you were confused before I even asked you the question. <laughs> what? Uh, over on my end, kind of similar thing. It's been a weird, rough week. Uh, there was like one time over at my unnamed job where i had to uh get up at six o'clock in the morning to go uh do some work for them even though i'm a third shift typically and they told me not to come in because it was wise there was a giant snowstorm happening everybody knows i'm a truck driver and snow is usually not the best thing to deal with if the job is optional so they said screw it just come in Uh, you're gonna be a passenger and it's like okay cool and so I come in without sleeping that entire day because I wanted to play Death Stranding like a motherfucker. We'll talk about that later. And uh unfortunately it turned out I was in fact driving that night, so I had to wake up six o'clock in the morning and then drive until six o'clock in the morning. And uh I like I, I'm not I am not good without my sleep at mm. all. Like I, I have to constantly make sure that I get enough sleep for, you know, level activities. Especially so as a driver. I just,
2: yeah
0: yeah like a driver especially if there was a snowstorm earlier that day that means i have to even be more you know vigilant about how things are gonna go out you Mm -hmm. know i gotta be slower i gotta be more careful so realizing i was gonna be tired that night i did something i've never done before i bought two cans of the tall boy monster
2: drinks Ooh, yeah bfc's or what are they did you get the bfc's a big, big fucking can. can. Yeah, it's literally oh. like they're they're monsters and they, it just says BFC on the side. It's just like it's like Doom's can.
1: BFG's big
0: fucking gun. Yeah. Are, so is that like uh the kind where you got the the twist cap and it sounds like a bullet shot
2: when you uh pull it off? I th- yeah. Maybe? It might actually be bigger. If I the last time I remember someone having one cuz I can't handle that. <laughs> it was like it was actually a pop top but like the tab on it to pop it or whatever was like Mm. huge because it was just giant it was like well this looked like a like a a
0: shell that you twist off and you can put it back Uh, oh okay like i'm guessing it's at least 20 ounces like it's a big can significant and i bought two of those i've you know drank one maybe you know once every week just to give me the extra kick when i'm going home or whatnot just because you know i want to keep moving uh but that night i drank two and I'm pretty sure I saw a undiscovered color at that point. I <laughs> like how wired I end up getting. How like, much caffeine whoa. and sugar was just running and quartzing so, through your veins? That's what ultraviolet looks like.
1: feel like a starfish.
0: <laughs> uh, Nick is saying the BFCs are the resealable cans. Like i don't have one near me which is probably for the best uh but i I wish i could show you what i'm talking about i'm assuming it's what you're talking about and so i drank these and i was good i was wired i was awake the good lord you know goddess something uh made sure i got home good the moment i closed my eyes going to bed apparently that was where the last traces of it was because i went straight to bed and i passed out immediately like, I, I went to bed at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, thankfully. Like, I, I, I made sure I got home, and, uh, I slept, like, 10, 12 hours. Just gone. I woke up still tired. I didn't know I would get a hangover from a monster drink as well. So I'm oh. sitting there, you know, pounding headache. I'm feeling like shit because all that syrup and stuff just drains the hell mm-hmm. out of you. Wow. I was dehydrated because I didn't actually drink water. I just drank fortified corn syrup at that point. Yep. And it- <laughs> it did a fucking like I had a migraine for 36 hours oh, after doing that oh gosh like no amount of Excedrin or honey tea or whatever ginseng, ginseng? that Nick would recommend oh, ginseng. Gin, yeah Captain Ginyu. quinoa uh, Captain <laughs> <Ginseng>. <laughs> I <love> it. <laughs> no it's okay Kali I, it, the, the joke is from ever, Super. The, the joke is Brandon and Amanda like didn't tell me about this for like three weeks when we played Minecraft together I was like, hey, have any of you found any charcoal yet? Because I thought the H was silent. And eventually one of them broke it to me saying, Tyler, it's charcoal.
2: And I was
0: so, upset. It
2: was so <laughs> upset. It's like you had a booger on the middle of your nose for weeks, and they just were like, No, it's fine. We don't need to say anything. Yeah,
0: he'll he'll figure it out, right? And it's like, well, no, he's not gonna figure it out. I was like, okay. Yeah, I say words all wrong all the time. Words I'll see in uh you know in text, but I've never pronounced it before, so it's mm. Like, I'm still stuck on the word, uh, rations. It, it's rations, right? Not rations.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's rations. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay. So, yeah, I did that. I recovered. That's fantastic. Uh, I tried doing this uh, big brain setup to where I was going to maximize my time with Pokemon before we uh, got to the show here today. That didn't quite work out, unfortunately, because Amazon is a bit weird. Oh, yeah. You see, the original plan was to go on Thursday night, uh, be home at midnight, so I could grab a copy from Meyer. And then you know start playing but uh due to some uh, miscommunication between me and the wife she ordered it on amazon instead (coughs) which means i was gonna get it sometime on friday which is fine i guess so i was hoping you know hey i'll get a copy of it and then i'll head to work well ups apparently this was the day they weren't doing so hot this is the first time i've actually had it happen so i'm not gonna give them too much trouble and they didn't deliver until after i left for work well, old Tyler was not happy with that idea. Oh. Tyler wanted to play some motherfucking Pokemon if he's going to be riding passenger seat in the truck. Oh yeah. So, old Tyler now has a second copy of Pokemon Sword sitting on his desk because he doesn't need it cuz he went to Meyer right before he went to work and bought a second copy.
2: You really wanted so, to play. This all that is. I, I mean, you're a dedicated We've fan. been waiting for this, Glenn. Don't you understand it? It, it? Like is that not commendable? No, man, keep it sealed. Collectible, is it?
1: I think it's. I mean, (laughs) you did what you had to. You had you, you, you played Pokemon, and now we, you have an extra copy. And it's, you know, it happens, it does.
0: Watch, I'll be like walking down the street, and there's some guy with a Nintendo Switch, and he's shaking his can. Please, sir, need money for my Switch. Want the Pokemon, and I'll, I'll pull it out, and I'll just put it into his tin cup and go, There you go, sir. Merry Christmas. Or I'll just return it back to Walmart and just kind of fix that whole problem. One of the two, I haven't decided yet. But anyways, uh, beyond that, uh, nothing crazy in my end except the fact I bought a fucking $1,000 couch. Okay, but is it a good, comfortable couch? I mean, you see it behind me. It's, it's a solid improvement, and yeah, I am comfortable <laughs> on it.
1: Then that's all that matters, because that's an investment in your time in your house.
0: Yep. I've never spent that much on a couch before in my life. Well, what about and the never two grand bed? Okay, I, I know this sounds like ritzy as fuck. And yes, that was a $2,100 bed. It was an expensive-ass bed, but... You need it. That, it, it, it's... I mean, that... The bed... I know you're not even disagreeing with me, Nick. The bed uh, was such a solid investment that's going to last us for hopefully a decade or two. And it's going to make our lives a lot better in terms of our posture and stuff. Uh, thankfully, neither of you would ever have to see what happened to that black couch because uh, or black leather couch specifically, like there was boards breaking into it. I was I was having to hang on to the arm so I could sit upright. It was merciless on my back. Hmm. But uh, switching this one. Going from a $300 broken down couch to this
1: swanky thing. Pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, pretty nice. again, it's an investment in your time in your house, and it's going to pay off over, you know, over a period of years.
2: Right? Yeah. So, you may not have to buy a bed for, you know, 20 years. That's, I mean, that's worth more than a couple crappy beds that you're going to spend the same amount on, you know, over time. Mind you, on the right. flip side, that is
1: also in, in, including the fact that you guys take care of it. Well. Which I'm sure you guys will, but, like, as long as you take care of it and you invest the money, like, you know, uh, you'll be set for a few years.
0: Right. I think, uh, the one thing that's thrown me off is the last couch didn't have that, uh, what do you call it? The recliner part? Where yeah, the, the like, you like the footrest? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have that before, so being able to do that and so I can play Pokemon to dust death stranding, that is luxury Ultimate for comfort. Me,
2: like, yeah, it is. I just put my feet and up on my coffee table.
0: <laughs> when you th- think of a couch you think well to me versus like a love seat, it's like a three cushion couch right uh you got the center one you got the left one right one the left or right one would kick up that's what it was like in my head but this is uh the same length if not longer as a couch but it's only two and so you can have one half of this entire fucking couch kick up and so it's like i could put a whole damn notchable right there why i would want to mm-hmm. do that on this nice cut? like it's so weird you know, being able to kick up and not having to fight with the dog to lie down next to me. I was like, mm-hmm. you you got your own boardwalk over there. Just chill, dude. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, okay. So that's oh. enough about our fuck. Yes. Before,
1: before we go on, I just wanted to say something interesting that, that I just remembered that actually happened. It's going to be quick. Uh, the one course that I'm taking that's about sustainability and textiles. Um, after class this past week, uh, we had like a mini knitting session for about 30, 40 minutes. And I learned like the basics of how to knit and that's really cool and it shows me how bad my coordination is to some extent and it was kind of like it's a very cathartic experience just mm. doing like basic knitting stuff
2: hmm. I never learned how to knit
0: actually I know how to cross stitch and I know how to crochet
2: I did a little cross stitching but never any knitting my wife likes to knit sometimes she made a an infinity scarf she nice. drinks pumpkin spice that, lattes <laughs> yeah.
0: the thing that freaks me out with uh, knitting is the fact that you use two needles versus just one Right. and like I I, I can do it with one hand I can't do it with two hands though like well I've n- that's my problem with the piano playing
1: well so with with the knitting what I've learned is like one hand really is staying stationary so right now I don't have I'm just like learning the technique and not worrying about like the tension or the spacing or anything so it's just more getting the practice in mm-hmm. and really the one hand is staying stationary as a as a thing to hold um, your loops and stuff and it's really uh, the only yeah, other needle that's moving around And then once you fill it up or you get to the length you need, (coughs) you just swap it all over to the other needle, swap them around in your hands, and you go again. Hmm. I love it.
0: It it was thanks to my grandmother that I took an interest in that kind of stuff. Like, God, she knitted or crocheted uh, my baby blanket. And so, you know, having somebody make something like that. So that's a skill that can, it, it might not lead you to profit, Nick, but it will lead you to a level of sentiment that you'll probably not see for, like, you know, your children and whatnot, family.
1: Yeah, I I really oh. want to practice more and do more because at, as part of this course, at some point, I also used a uh, sewing machine. And that was really... That shit's scary. No. No, that was... on my finger. That was really fun, actually. It was really cathartic. It was really simple. I was just sewing on a patch to, uh, like, a hole in my crotch in my jeans. Um, and um, it was... Uh, it was good. I was, like, it was again it's very cathartic like it's not mindless but you don't have to cuz you're so focused on that one task and it's pretty straightforward. It, like everything else kind of like fades away. And so with the knitting as well like I was able to like pay attention to the conversations with the group, but I was still so focused on this, but it wasn't like super complicated. It was like three or four steps. So, yeah. Hmm. The nice thing about you learning how to use a sewing machine in my
0: eyes anyways is uh Amanda is able to use it to make uh, dresses and stuff for herself, and I don't imagine you wanted to make, you know, dresses, but it's, like, if you wanted to take an interest in, like, a professional level of cosplay or something, mm. then that's a skill you could totally do with the custom-made
1: stuff. Oh, yeah, 100%, if I wanted to, yeah.
0: Like, uh, or you could just make your own shirts if you really wanted to, or repair shirts, yeah.
1: Either or, yeah, no, there's amazing, like, there's so many things you can do with modern sewing
2: machines now.
0: Yeah, it's. That's great.
2: That's how I knew my wife was a good one. She, uh, when I moved to California and we were still just dating, she made a quilt with my mom. I didn't even live there. She just went and hung out with my mom and made a quilt. And I was like, You're the best person of all time. I love her. Hell yeah. Yeah. Very sweet we have it it's yeah we actually have it out because it's winter time
0: now so I, I just think in this day and age where like the the power of obtaining material possessions comes from shit like amazon you forget that you know some, there's some things that uh, are easy to make but at the same time it can leave such a lasting impression mm. by learning the skill so i think that's an awesome thing that you learned there nick that is very cool thank you but we are a video game podcast
1: what? video games
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We're one of the those. Uh I know that there's gonna be two big games that we're gonna talk about. I say two big games, but like one is Mars and the other one is the motherfucking sun. So Yeah. Why, I, like, why are you I,
2: about Mars first then?
0: Well, I'd like to talk about uh Pluto way off in the corner here. Uh this week I managed to beat Luigi's Mansion 3.
2: Ooh. Yay. Uh, nice. And I
0: say Pluto, but that's not like uh the quality or anything like that, I still am saying that Luigi's Mansion 3 is should be a good contender for game of the year. So with uh
1: how- so I heard about Luigi's Mansion, and this apparently is a common issue. Um and I can't forgive me, I can't remember if this is already something to discuss, but I heard that <laughs> controls were dog shit. The what? The controls were dog shit, like just in general. Most players seem to agree that nobody like the controls were bad.
0: Hmm. That's weird because this is probably the best improvement for uh how it's been handled in uh, quite a long time. Uh, I think what the issue is, if you're trying to commit to an action typically, like uh, using the uh, front face buttons, uh, it turns into tank controls immediately almost. Uh, it's hard to like turn your uh, vacuum around and whatnot. So you gotta like, you gotta turn your body and look at it before you can commit to it. But uh, what a lot of people didn't notice is uh, the like R1, R2, ZR, ZL, and all that stuff, those also act as the face buttons. So, if you press, let's say, A on the left side of the controller, you can't move the right thumbstick because that, you know, your thumb's preoccupied. But if you grab the trigger controller, then you can start aiming with it. And, uh, so you can play amateur mode, which people were upset by because it felt kind of tanky, but if you got used to the alternate buttons, you'd learn how to move around pretty quickly. And the game doesn't really require you to commit to that level of, uh, agility, if you will. Uh, nice as it would be, so... I just, I didn't see it being as much of a problem.
1: Right. No, like, everybody who's complained about the controls have said that the game is great, but they've just had issues with the controls, so I was just wondering if you faced those issues. Because I know you you and I differ on our opinions with the Switch controls. You like the gyro stuff, and I don't know if that's incorporated in Luigi's Mansion, and I hate it. It
0: can be. I actively avoided it. Okay. Because, uh, like, in Splatoon, it feels like, you know, with enough action, you can commit to it, but it just, like, it's really janky until you get really full grasp on it. And it's like that with Luigi's Mansion. It's like, well, I can either learn how to, you know, move up and down, move around, or I can just say, fuck it, and just use the thumbstick. I use the thumbstick. Okay. And so it just kept us simple. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, like, picking on something like that, in my head, it just felt like that's so minor that they're essentially it's like, well, we got to find something, something <laughs> bad about it to talk about. No, exactly. I, I mean, They're
1: like, a th- we can't think of anything else that's cl- like, there's no issues, and this is the only thing that kind of bothered me. Otherwise, it's a great game. That's what it came across as all of those people saying that.
0: This game uh, is also two player, and two player can join about any time after like 20 minutes in. That gives you the option to uh, control a second character called Guiji, which I've talked oh, about. Oh, yeah.
2: Because he can go through like uh, raids and stuff like that because he's made of goo.
0: Right. And so my wife joined uh, my game for a couple hours as Kuichi and that turned into one of the best shit I've gotten to play for a couch co-op in a very long time. And uh, it was weird because, honestly, I thought she was going to take a while to get used to it, but she's like, how do I suck and how do I flash my light? Let's do this. And it just turned into this uh, weird house flipper situation where I'd be looking at puzzles and stuff, and she's just... Shooting cash out of the the floorboards and stuff. She's like, I'm just gonna collect everything. I'm like, I mean, you're giving me money, sure. <laughs> and there'd be there'd be puzzles where it's like, oh, I gotta go over here and then I gotta switch to Guiji It's like, well, no, we can just teamwork and do it at the same time. And it was it was pretty cool. It was a good bonding experience. She didn't think she was gonna like it, but he ended up enjoying. Whether or not it. She was yeah, she, I enjoyed it a lot. She, I mean, we played it for a couple hours. We had a good time uh unfortunately i wish i had her with me during the penultimate boss boss which is really uh co-op heavy if you will right like uh it would have been a lot better if i uh if she was doing part of the puzzle while i was doing a different puzzle like basically you're doing two different rooms where both characters have to keep moving okay but but beyond that uh something that i noticed in this game that did throw me off compared to the other two uh Typically, when you wanted to get to, like, the final boss, which, uh, in almost every game, it's, uh, actually in all of the games, it's King Boo. In the first two games, they gatekeeped you with, uh, you know, like, oh, you gotta catch all the other boos first, ha ha ha. It's like, oh, great, I gotta backtrack and stuff. That doesn't exist in this game, which is good and bad. It's good because it means I don't have to do a bunch of fucking backtracking trying to catch these fucking boos. Yeah, it's not super The bad news, yet. the bad news with that is, though, is... There is absolutely no motivation, as far as I'm aware, to go back and catch those booze beyond saying you did it. Oh, right. yeah. Uh, there's also puzzle gems. Like, if you do certain puzzles, uh, each floor has its, like, six puzzles you can do to get a puzzle gem, or crystals, or whatever you want to call it. And so I did that for the very first floor, just to see what it would give me. <laughs> it, it, it gave me nothing. I was like, hey, you got all six for this floor. Good job. And I was like, cool. Was well, I mean, not it, even, uh, like,
2: a small boost or anything like that? Like, not an achievement? Nothing? Nothing. Wow. Well, I mean, that's kind of yeah. for the 100%ers, you know? It's like... True. Yeah, but if it's not even, like, an achievement, is it even really? Like, how do you even know that... Y- I don't know. I don't know. I guess Nick in the sense. chat
0: is saying but, Ty, can't you get tra- uh, trophies for it? Oh, wait. I- I'm not sure if he's taking a PlayStation jab at him. So, there are achievements that you can get in Luigi's Mansion 3. Like, it's locked into the game, but they kind of give you this weird uh, achievement system you can commit to. Uh, but, as far as I'm aware, you know, d- getting an achievement inside a game that no one else is gonna see unless you snapshot it and put it on Twitter. It just didn't seem all that cool mm. to me. There's also a uh, whole different section of the game I didn't get to try just yet. Uh, I think it's called Scream Scraper and stuff like that where you basically it's you and a bunch of other Luigis like tearing through areas and stuff and uh, it looks like a fun multiplayer. But I had a couple other games come my way so I had to put those bad boys down and here I am. So...
2: One of those, I got to see a really cool photo of you from some of the swag you got from your collector's edition.
1: Oh, did you like that?
2: I I think we should talk about the other games that aren't these
1: two games first before we get to these two games. Is there four games?
0: Uh, I mean, apparently there's other planets in the, the solar system over here. Glenn, you've been... Uh... You said you got Breath of the Wild. Did you get your hands on it? Like, uh, sure No, to haven't
2: had a chance to play because it was uh, yesterday. It was just yesterday that all that went down. So it's been me going, I want to make sure that I'm able, thank you, to, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that is, the, yeah, what you've been playing. So I haven't actually played it, but, uh. The plan is to let Sarah play it because, like I said, she wants to play Zelda. So right. I was like, "Let's do Zelda." And then if she likes it, we'll get Link's Awakening eventually and let her try that out. And of course, if you want, my plan is to do that. I can as well. give you a
0: uh, a healthy recommendation to test your uh, your marriage strength if you'd like.
1: <laughs> What's that?
0: Play Breath of the Wild with each of you holding a Joy-Con. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ! God,
2: that sounds difficult. It sounds
1: god awful.
0: <laughs> I, my wife and I. Beat a Lionel with each of us holding the controller. It's recorded, too, on Facebook. I can totally show it to you. We got violently angry what, with wait, each other. Wait, what color Lionel? I think it was silver. It wasn't a gold one, but that, that's the second strongest in the base game. Yeah. Okay. It, it was. He left brain right brain that it, crab. It's like, Amanda, you got to jump back. I was jumping back. and I was like, oh. Okay, honey, whatever you say. Oh, you don't believe me, do you? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> Test your marriage. If you thought Mario Kart could make a break or Mario Party, yeah, no. It was a fun challenge. Uh, we tried different things and it was interesting. But, anyways, I hope to hear more of you uh, and you and your wife playing Breath of the Wild. Yeah.
2: Happy to be back uh, on the Nintendo train.
1: Because yeah, Zelda's a huge, like, sorry, not Zelda. Tyler's a huge Zelda fan. Um, nah. And. I'm really in- invested in Breath of the Wild because that's for a Zelda game I played, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so, uh, it'll be interesting to see what a new player is going to pl- uh, experience it as. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who
0: knows? Uh, was there any other games you played, Colin? Besides, um, you know, besides the, the Sun,
2: you know, no, not really. Uh, I played. I've played a decent amount of TFT this week, but I was so gunky that I was uh, just really. Like I think I only streamed once this week. It was like in last week I only streamed like two or three times. It's been <sighs> I'm hoping to get back on a consistent stream schedule. <laughs> also I've been, you know, trying to convince Sarah after me going out and putting this on the GameStop card, all of this stuff, and then her getting the cloud lifter to just just make that last little capture card. Just get the capture card so I can stream it all, you know, like but, you know, we're uh I don't know, I have a buddy who might have one that I could borrow, so Yeah. I'll
0: remember that. Uh, so, what about you, Nick? Uh, Did you get, uh, play anything besides the, uh, I I love how Glenn coined it, as I put it, the, uh, the sun game. Uh, Um,
1: I've been playing some Moonlighter. Um, I know I talked about that maybe a couple of months ago, but I picked it up again after playing it for a few hours. Nice. Uh, how, how does it feel,
0: uh, after giving it some, uh, time?
1: Um... I think I can't remember why I stopped playing Moonlighter. I think something with Destiny or something else happened around that time. Or me and my friend were going on like this big streak in Overwatch and really getting into it. Um, but I put it down. It was not because it was a bad game or anything. So Moonlighter is a um, uh, for those who don't know, it's a, a rogue-like, a dungeon crawler, um, and you basically run a shop during the day and you go I'll dive
0: into a shop game too. You're That's Moonlighting, what mostly.
1: Yeah, you, and then you go. <laughs> You dive into dungeons (laughs) at night, uh, kill monsters, and you sell them. Sell whatever shit you get from the monsters in the dungeons that you get. Um, There are... Lore-wise, there are only four dungeons in the game because everybody's like, there's no way a fifth dungeon exists. But as you get through the bosses at the end of each dungeon, because it's like three floors and three mini-bosses and one big boss or two mini-bosses and one big boss, you get a key that goes into a mysterious wall near the entrance to all the other dungeons in a very, like, uh, you know, symmetric pattern. So, like, there's obviously no fifth dungeon and there's only four open dungeons and I've gotten three keys so far. So, um... Hmm... What could it mean? So it was was rough at the start for the first two because um, the difficulty was like almost exponential, like it was an exponential growth as you go like even within the same dungeon as you go down to each floor. Um, And so you have to like spend some time on the first level, get some money, sell that shit, upgrade your weapons and armor and do that over and over again until you could get to the boss. Uh, But then now I've gotten so good and also I cheated a little bit, I'm going to be honest. And this is the kind of cheating that I'm okay with in a single player game. Personally, this is just me. I looked up the ideal sell prices for each item. Oh. Um... And so I just listed them because it doesn't tell you what the sell prices are. You have to like sort of yeah. experiment. So you put it on sale and you put it like if this brick is like five thousand dollars and then the customer will go up and then they'll give a visible reaction. You'll see if they're angry, you'll see if it's too cheap because they found a good deal. You'll see if they're like this is kinda of, like they're frustrated It's like this is a little overpriced, but I'll buy it and you'll see if they're like, Okay, this is a good price, I'll buy it.
2: So I cheated that way a little bit, got the perfect listing prices. Not a
0: gaming just a little I bit. Call that cheating.
2: Um that's and like then, I mean, that's like talking to your buddy on the stock market that can tell you what you should sell and buy at certain points. I don't feel like that's cheating so much. Insider as it's a little, a little trading. extra... A little, a little research. Yeah, a little extra insider research. Exclusive. It didn't hurt anybody. Um,
1: and so I managed to, like, oh. now I'm sitting at, like, close to two million, which is more than I've ever had, and I've able to upgrade it, have, like, I've upgraded everything, like, properly. Um, like I That's have, a lot like, of gold! Wep- <laughs> I have, like, almost max weapons, max armor, like, highest level, because it works on, like, a... a monster hunter style system as well so you start off with basic armor and if you want to get you go fabric um, iron and steel and if you wanted to like then you can go iron iron one iron two iron three iron four like each like the chest plate goes up to you know iron four the boots and then the helmet as well so you need like certain parts and like things from different dungeons to get to that same thing for the weapons but the weapons go into two different lines Uh, where like you have a sword and shield you have a spear a bow fighting gloves and a big sword and you can either go like normal uh damage which does more or like elemental damage which does less but applies an elemental effect and you need certain parts for those and it's to some extent kind of in-depth but not like super in-depth or super like difficult to get into um and so i've had fun with it i think yeah uh, it feels like it
2: progresses you at a logical pace so it never gets too complicated right yeah you just,
1: like, sometimes, like, at the start, you'll have to spend a little bit extra time on different levels and stuff. Um, and then there's, like, if you if you started at a level and you didn't, because in, when you leave the dungeon, you have to go back in and you start all the way from the beginning. But you can spend money to set up a portal that's a one-time use so you can leave and then come back and start up from there again.
0: There roars wind. Check right, it out. Probably doesn't mean, I'm going to say, I'm not sure if that means anything to either of you.
1: No, it doesn't mean anything to me. So I'll get down all the way right before the boss room get a whole bunch of shit, set up a portal, go out, sell all of that, upgrade my shit, get some potions, buff up, and then go back in and beat the boss. So, yeah, that's, uh, Moonlighter's been fun. Uh, and it's a nice, like, sit back, uh, I play it on my controller, and, yeah, no, it's just been good as a warm-up to get into
2: playing with the controller for Pokemon. Oh, I guess it is a controller. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, right,
1: because uh, you only just got it, so you probably don't have the Pro Controller, right? There's a Pro Controller?
0: Oh, my, man
2: that just looks like a, you... an Xbox controller. But it's not an Nintendo so Switch nice. Pro controller. It's really nice. Yeah, here's nice. here's the thing. I was like thinking about getting a couple Joy Extra Joy-Cons. $80 for a pair of Joy-Cons. Fuck off, Nintendo. That's insane. <laughs> and They're
0: how much was that Pro controller? But it we'll was them reduced price but together. Huh? Oh, what? The pro controller was 80 bucks. Can you Ah! Can can you not hear me? Oh, oh, I, I could hear mean, you. I could. I was muted by Nick. mistake. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. The pro
1: controller was 80 bucks. Fair
0: enough. And it's wireless. Uh, yeah. Pro, pro controller for us is uh, 65.
2: Sorry. Okay. You can get it on Amazon. Okay, and, that's not terrible. But still, so I've, it, I've got a controller. It, it's fine.
0: <laughs> no, I totally understand how you feel about that. If you want to go super cheap, you can get a wired controller, uh, which is a similar thing except it doesn't have the gyroscopes in it. Uh, you can get it for like 20, 30 bucks as well. And they come in different, uh, like, Mario or Zelda themed and Does whatnot. Does that just go into
2: the cord area with the USB? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's okay. A USB-C to USB, like, regular.
0: Okay. Okay. But yes, uh, if there's one thing I can recommend in terms of hardware for the Switch, it is uh, 100% the Pro Controller. Like, uh, if you play with just uh, Joy-Con, like, in the Joy-Con grip and stuff, it has a bit of a weird feel, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's still doable.
1: Pro Controller and... As I've learned, uh,
2: fortunately it didn't happen
1: to me, and Tyler, I also recommend this as a screen protector.
2: Yeah, the screen protector is, uh, right now I don't have a screen protector on it, but I need to get one. But I wasn't willing to spend, you know, the, the amount of money they wanted me to spend on one. At the GameStop, they were like, "Yeah, we have one that's like fifty dollars," and I was like, "Amazon has one for Jesus. fifteen for a screen protector. That was really it nice. was crazy. Yeah, no, there's, there, I can get a two pack of a good tempered glass screen protector with a great rating for like ten bucks. It's like nothing." And please, for the love of God, get
0: <laughs> a glass pro- uh, glass protector. Yeah. Uh, the reason being is uh, the Switch actually generates a lot of heat on that screen, and so if that plastic starts to warp, you'll see bubbles and shit. That's no good. Okay. Uh, yeah, but yeah. but in the meantime, uh, one last tip of a Switch owner to a Switch owner. If you don't have a screen protector on it, for the love of God, be super careful which way you put it into the Switch dock. Because if you <coughs> put it in the wrong way, uh, there's two grooves in the back of the, uh, the dock that will carve into your screen if you try forcing it down the wrong way. Oh,
2: great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I've I've been super cautious and I always am with my consoles, especially with this one. uh, You treat your switch with absolute
0: care, I'm sure. Like
2: (laughs) like a PS4 is easy. Like you turn it on, make sure it stays not dusty, you clean out the ports, you know, but like this everything has a moving part, so like I'm super cautious because I also never want to (laughs) pay that extra like fee for like just in case you break your console. yeah. Yeah, the warranty stuff. I'll take the factory warranty, thanks. You know, if it's going to break, it's not going to be my fault. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but, uh. It's good to know. I got I a case for it, too. Sh- it's a Pokemon case.
0: Yay. I kind of gave, uh, this, uh, what, what did I compare it to? Mars or something like that? I, I really feel like, uh, Death Stranding should give, be given at least Jupiter status here. Sure. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, the, the sun is still 10 times the size of Jupiter, but, you know, it's still. Still a big, be. yeah.
2: So, gas giant.
0: Uh. Played a little bit more of Little Town Hero, got a little progression. I was kind of worried because the skills got all filled up. Uh, like, I got them all filled up early, and I was like, there should be at least, an, you know, halfway point in this game. I hit that halfway point, and they doubled the amount of skills I can have now. So I got a little bit more uh, motivation to uh, progress my whole gameplay with that. Uh, story's still the same level of what you expect. Boss fights have been still top-notch. Been loving it. Uh, if you want to hear me talk about Little Town Hero, though, I've talked about it on a previous episode. However, this week two games really kind of came into my field of attention. Uh the first one was Death Stranding. Uh I'm sure you guys see I have a for the video listener or watchers, I have a giant ass box that's supposed to be my game case. It's a big ass box. That's it's, a big it, box. It's basically I mean you a size D twenty on it, yeah. Yeah, that thing the D twenty is bigger than my hands, so you can imagine the size of the box. It's yeah. fucking huge armin Reed is giant uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah no kidding <laughs> he's a big man for you uh i decided to make the jump uh i wanted to try it out i i have not bought a collector or a, you know legendary edition in a very very long time and even though this probably wouldn't have been like the game of choice i would have gone for i felt like this is probably the best one i can this time of year
1: and uh did not disappoint question mark <laughs> if i may God. say so like death stranding visually without like without knowing anything about the game just seeing images it's a fan it's a beautiful fucking like it just visual like aesthetically it's it's kind of like my mood board for like the things that i like it's all dark and gloomy and like weird things and a little creepy but it's like nice and like like when you get to the landscape views and shit like it looks really clean uh and like very like uh, what's the like lush in terms of like the nature and then you have like the i i don't know if uh, to what extent you've gotten to but i know there's the one villain with the gold mask like the gold skull mask and then you've got fucking mads mickelson in the game uh, and mads mickelson's a beautiful man so yeah no like aesthetically like i really like the, the whole thing of death stranding
0: uh, just to cover the uh, collector's edition box because it was 200 fucking dollars and i want to get at least like a percent of appreciation right. for it. it they came in with a giant ass box uh needlessly large uh they gave me a uh a very cheap looking toy chest box uh that supposed to be like one of the crates i carry it's okay uh i think the big thing in terms of physicality beyond the that and the keychain which holds the uh is it Kojima Productions, I guess it would just be called? Uh, the logo? I'm pretty no, sure it's Kojima like Productions. A... Okay, uh, which is, you know, it looks like a guy in, like, some kind of Viking spacesuit that is, uh, with a skull instead of a head. It looks pretty cool. It is Kojima Productions. Uh, okay, just want to make sure. Uh, and, uh... <coughs> Nick in the chat, you better watch out the names you say, because I don't know that. I'll cut you for spoilers. Anyways, uh, I think the biggest physical thing is probably that fucking baby. BB, sorry. oh yeah it's up on the shelf Uh, too i didn't even notice it doesn't stick out at all Jeez. uh when you look at it it looks pretty damn cool uh the fact that it's like standard gloss plastic and stuff doesn't really match the whole metallic feel that you would expect uh looking at it in game but it's okay i guess like honestly it feels like i'm just trying to support kojima with uh big daddy bucks at this point rather than actually getting stuff in return for it uh the last the last thing i got for it beyond uh, some cool in-game stuff was a uh 45 minute uh, documentary about uh death stranding the music and how the game got developed which that sounds cool as shit having a 45 minute documentary that you know that is by you know kojima the only problem with that is i started watching the first five minutes and between the interviews they start started showing scenes of the game that is further than I am. And I'm like, nope, no. Nope, no, 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 <laughs> oh, no. I, I had to nope the fuck back out. So it's like, I, I couldn't watch that, but it was,
1: it looked that's good. A, that's yeah, a cool thing it. to include. Like, I think, uh, yeah, no, that's a cool addition to a collector's edition.
0: Like, uh, just listening to the beginning, it, like they talked about rather than trying to just hire, you know, a bunch of musicians and stuff for the music of the thing, We wanted to find people that shared Kojima's vision. And them being so close to uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment, they went to Sony Music and, uh, you know, it was like, hey, if there's any artists that want to work with Kojima, give us a, you know, call us. And (laughs) turns out a lot of motherfuckers love Kojima. And so just people came out of the woodwork. but the game. I have played about seven hours of the game so far, and so my review, uh, well, my first thoughts of it is based off, like, the first uh, seven hours of the game, about two and a half uh, chapters in, which is uh, just a uh, little bit under the amount of stuff that people are able to talk about before the, uh, the thing came up, with the NDAs, essentially, for most of the reviewers the and stuff. The embargo listed, yeah. Right.
1: Um. So... Is there Sorry, before, is there any indication of how many chapters are in the game, uh, like, as you're playing? uh it it
0: shows you what chapter you're on it doesn't show how many there are total as far as i saw i mean granted there's so much fucking information coming my way that you know i don't know what's up but it's as far as i can tell they the only idea that i could possibly know is that they show the map of the united states and different uh points on it okay and i could assume that each point is a chapter and based off of that there might be like I don't know, eight or something, but but yeah. Uh, right now I'm I'm on uh, chapter three. I'm just about to complete the first section of the United States, which I know sounds really weird saying it like that. So I, I'm pretty sure everybody and their mother has probably talked to somebody about Death Stranding to get a rough idea of what it's about. But for
1: those like uh yeah you know, no Nick Glenn, no I've I've seen I've seen gameplay of this post apocalyptic ap- uh, Amazon delivery service. Uh, purely the delivery yeah. part that's all that's i all know all i've seen he's yeah.
2: delivering things weird dudes are chasing him he's got a baby strapped to his chest what i know is what rick and morty showed me
0: if you don't mind then i'm gonna try to keep spoiler free except for maybe the very first hour just that way you know uh you know, light spoilers just to yep. give a rough idea what's happening so you are sam porter bridges which uh sam is your name obviously uh porter is because that's your job and bridges is because that's the company you're contracted with Oh. Uh yeah. Uh so the, the concept is uh <laughs> after some bad things happen, uh the President of the United States uh is trying to connect uh coast to coast. And uh again, the, the you know, spoilers are loose here. Uh and she asks uh Sam to uh follow uh, another person's work who went to the West to make the connection, but uh they aren't uh doing so hot, and so it's your job to follow in her footsteps and try to connect the world under this uh, internet or uh, infrastructure of sorts to help deliver mass information of data which includes materials to uh, Star Trek uh, materialize uh, food and other supplies to try to bring the world back to a more stable order. Because the whole world got, for lack of a better way of me saying it, fucked by the line between life and death itself. Uh, people uh, have discovered they can uh, cross the line as living people into death, uh, known as the beach, which uh, gives them a uh, pseudo version of immortality. But at the same time, doing so allowed death to cross back over as creatures that want to, you know, take life, essentially. And that, uh, problem has led to the fact that anytime somebody dies, uh, death will creep over and will cause devastation, uh, akin to that of an atomic explosion, which is why die- you know, a single person dying can, uh, devastate a whole city, leading to apocalypse, as it turns out. Hmm. So trying to sort through that uh sam being the begrudging hero he is is uh now trying to travel the different parts of the country to deliver supplies to people as well as uh connecting them on this uh network of sorts and the uh the way i described that is very loose and there's a lot more that's going on that explains what's happening but uh To that end, like, I'm I'm basically making uh, Breath of the Wild treks to each location, which has its own problems and quirks that I gotta face along the way. And, uh, it's it's been a hell of an experience because initially when you think about the whole idea of the simple form of walking simulator, yes, to the bare bones, much like Pokemon is you uh, being a grass walking simulator, I guess. You know, it's like, sure, I mean, that's one way to describe it, but... But uh, it's been interesting because Kojima has been going full throttle with his uh, terms and other bullshit. There's names like Die Hard Man, who's the person that's giving you the main quest, essentially. You got uh, Dead Man, a.k.a. the the local mortician that's helping you out. You have Mama, who is the person in charge of BB and stuff like that. And it's just like, the, the naming schematics is like, what? Okay sure no uh like it feels like a maybe they hired somebody from milo pony with like the most bizarre but still you know understandable names with uh, explain what they do in this their role in this and
1: uh or it's like uh it, they were given uh japanese names and direct like put them into google translate and this is what it means in english <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's like, okay, this guy is a badass. Uh, let's put badass in the Japanese, put Japanese back in the English. <laughs> Die Hard Man. Okay, close <laughs> enough. We, we were going to call him Bruce, but, you know, Die Hard Man works too.
1: Ooh, uh, Nick in the chat is saying, uh, Dead Man is Guillermo del Toro, which, that's really cool. Oh. That seems like a role that fits him. It, I like. I have no idea
0: about uh, any of these actors except for uh, Matt Mickelson, honestly. That's fair. Which is weird because because everybody, you know, you guys were like, "Oh, Mad Mickelson." So far, what the only Norman time Reedus? I've seen I've, I had no idea who Norman Reedus was before this.
2: You never seen Boondock Saints? I've never seen Boondock or Saints. The, Walking I know I'm Dead? From the
1: Walking Dead. No. Oh man, I seen the Walking Dead either.
2: Bro, yeah. I yeah, he's he was like one of my OG like. I love that dude because Boondock Saints is fire. If you have not seen it, it's mean, very good.
0: He he's a fucking good actor. Like when you got to fill a role that was once essentially solid snake. With David Haydner, and then uh, later on, somebody else who was also a celebrity uh, voice actor that I don't remember the name of. Uh, like, yeah, like Nolan those North? are some pretty big. Sh- oh no, it was like it was an actual celebrity, like uh, oh, versus okay. just a voice actor. E for Sutherland. And it- yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. I love Nick and Chad. Yeah. Um. But my point is, like, uh, you gotta find a way to replace the ideology of uh, a main character and people who like Kojima's head and Norman Reedus did a great job filling that role uh that gruff voice uh you know i i'm not a hero i'm just a man who was hired to do some wet work uh, motherfucker and it was he's doing a great job uh in terms of the actual gameplay itself it's been kind of weird because they've been introducing mechanics i've been actively trying to avoid uh for example like the there are two types of main bad guys i've seen so far the first ones are called uh i don't fucking remember cuz i don't care uh they're essentially uh exporters uh people who were uh mailmen that uh as nick in the chat they were renamed for me they're called mules people who uh were porters like uh sam but uh apparently it got corrupted by the power of likes which is a type of currency or uh you can get likes for anything you do from other players or uh, NPCs in the game. Kind of like Facebook style. And these people got corrupted by this so much that they just kept trying to steal more and more packages to get likes. That's black and hair so shit. And they're, so they're just some, you know, be-crazed motherfuckers that are like, Hey, it's my precious. Give me your packages. Give me your likes. <laughs> mm. And, uh but i guess the on the supernatural kojima and that uh, you know everybody keeps thinking about is the creatures called bts which is the uh the spirits that transcend that line of life and death and come to you know fuck your shit up. and they, they really display them as like oh and behold you know you see these creatures your day is done you know you're dead and uh i am gonna come to the conclusion that is not true at fucking all <laughs> Uh, you're, you're not supposed to actually fight them typically, you're supposed to sneak by them and all that stuff, and you gotta be stealthy and stuff, but I discovered uh, a couple of things. Uh, one is what the game gave me. Uh, the character that you're playing at has a couple abilities called, first one's called Dooms. Basically it allows you to sense, uh, these creatures, that is like a supernatural sense you have. The second, uh, thing you have is called, uh, Repatriate. Which is a made-up word, I'm pretty fucking sure. Uh, it means if you die, you can recross that line of life and death and come back again. Which essentially means your character can't die as long as he chooses to come back.
1: Did you say repatriate? And,
0: yes. Not a
1: made-up word. Okay. What, it means what uh, send someone back to their own country.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure it's made up in the, the meaning of it in this case. Because uh, unless country is life at this point. I
1: mean, like, at an abstract level... You could probably like in life as I just got Kojima glasses. (laughs) Uh, You just have to boil things down to like nothingness as you as you just take this mushroom and then you just imagine what this life would look like as a game, right? And (laughs) because you
0: your character is so fucking special, so fucking special, uh, people have realized that apparently BT's do not like uh, Sam Porter Bridges, like on a uh, genetic level. So what's the best way to fight these things if you're, you know, your own existence, just your essence of your body is uh, repelling to these things? Kojima's answer is, why don't we just take your piss and shit and turn them into grenades? And it's like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, it's a weird thing to say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay then. I cool. went from zero to 60 really quick. Cool. I, I, I fucking know, man. It's you so like bizarre. apples? Yeah, I like chopping people's brains out. Like, that's what it felt like.
0: <laughs> so there's four ways that they will take uh, things from you to turn into uh, repellents, if you will, against these fucking shadowy looking creatures. Okay.
2: Repel it makes the sense. First
0: one, the first one is shower. Anything? although they'll take shower water of your sweat and stuff, and they'll turn okay. that into a grenade. They're selling are you, bath
1: water. <laughs> are, are you? Are you telling me that you're a post-apocalyptic e boy and you're using your e boy bath water as a weapon? Is that what you, is that what I'm hearing with my own ears? So you get more likes. <laughs> I guess
0: like the logic is uh, there's a chemical that's being produced uh, whenever. Uh, Anybody crosses this line in some shape or form is called chrysalis. <laughs> I think. And it, it just imagine it like powder, like just, uh, this weird uh, non earth powder that comes off. And since he's constantly dealing with these motherfuckers, he sweats the shit. And so they collect that and his, his bath water. I love it. And uh, turns in into <laughs> grenades. That is called uh, grenade type zero. Grenade uh, type one is piss. Grenade okay. type two is shit. Okay. Checks out. And then there's a a third type which is uh, unique in the situation blood. where you can take your your own blood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was right. I love it so much. I I, I know. It, it it's like uh it's weird when they introduce it to you You're like, here's some blood bags of your own blood. And I'm like throw it the at them. am I going to use? This? And it's like if you hook it up to yourself, you'll slowly gain health over time. Or, (laughs) if you want a Brigvane meme, you can take this weird grenade thing that'll use your own blood and you can toss it at the enemy. I'm like,
2: I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it. It's definitely a different take on how it would work, but it's a different world. So, I mean, things function differently. So, it's cool. I mean,.
0: You say a different world. It's it's a Kojima parallel, but yes, it's it's a different. Fucking I mean, it's world. like
2: post-apocalyptic and like things have changed, and that's obvious by how things work. You know.
0: I mean, in this Kojima parallel, for some reason, instead of there being an overabundance of trees and grass, there's fucking rocks everywhere, where it looks like there's a volcanic explosion, <laughs> and those rocks are. It, they Kojima put rocks in this game, kind of like how the Germans decided to put anti-tank. Uh, uh, X's onto the beaches uh, of Normandy. Normandy it's yeah. meant to simply stop you from walking forward. Because the, they they introduce fairly quickly the idea that you can use a motorcycle if you want to, but there's no safe pathway that you can take except for like very few dirt paths. Because that game and you're playing, you,
2: they, they don't have roads. You are no, the bridge
0: linking together communities. Yeah, and uh to top off on that uh you are able to build your own pathways uh to help uh divert these uh these problems uh examples are uh they'll give you materials to where you can make uh certain items such as shocker a ladder a rope climbing thing a bridge and so i hit the point where i was able to finally build a bridge and uh if you connect to a given area like let's say i go to uh this first little t- uh, outpost uh right next to the city when i'm walking around i see jack shit around me there no one has been here in ages but the moment i connected that it connects to real life internet and it starts putting in stuff that other players have done themselves so hmm. suddenly there's bridges and rock climbing stuff that I can use of other people from that you know Pretty much, they've been there already, and they left their stuff behind for me to other you know, make my life runners a little easier. or whatever. Other porters, like yeah. real life people. Huh. That's that's it's, really cool. Yeah, that is. And the other thing is, you have to be able to make the item yourself for you to be able to see it. So, like, Wouldn't I went through this sense. first area. I, I connected to it. They gave me the ability to make ladders and uh, rope climbing stuff, and suddenly I saw them. You know, everywhere, like you know, twenty of them in different directions and it was nice because you know there's times where it's like I could just climb this wall or I could walk through this horrible looking area and you know having another player make my life easier for that one time was pretty cool Hmm. and then when bridges came into the picture bridges are a lot more demanding to make but they're not super hard and uh like demanding resource wise
1: or time wise
0: uh resource wise okay the nice thing is uh each of these areas that you go to these outposts if you will uh have their own set of generating uh materials that you can grab from but they're all like separate bank accounts, so if you run, if you put your stuff in this one base and you walk off, that shit's gone until you walk back to the one base. It's not like a one-time bank everywhere. And same thing goes for resources generated from each area, which will increase as you do more runs for them. And uh, the whole liking, you can like anything somebody makes. Whether it be a, like a hologram on the ground, whether it be a rope somebody put to help you out, and so there are some people who are super smart that you know put them right at the spot that you absolutely need to, and they'll have like twenty thousand likes from you know a bunch of different people. And so my big brain thought like, hey, if I put a bridge right here that I know everybody's gonna want to cross, I'll get a bunch of likes, and no one's done it. It made me really sad. But anyways, uh, the last thing I got to do uh, after dealing, oh. I said that there is a way the game deals with these uh, supernatural monsters, and then there's my way. It turns out that they will uh, you can see where you're approaching a certain area where these enemies are, because uh, three things will happen. The first one is you'll see a rainbow. Rainbow is bad in this game. Okay. As well as like the, those little uh, black smoky things you see like on the screen of the game. Uh, the second thing is it will start to do something called time fall, which is uh, like a super nasty version of acid rain. It's up instead of acid rain, it speeds up time. Oh. So. You gotta keep yourself covered when a timefall happens, otherwise you'll turn to, like, an 80-year-old man and then die. It does it automatically, but it shows the effects to NPCs when they walk into it. And the reason why they introduced this is because they don't want uh, structures everywhere forever. So once that timefall reaches, say, a bridge, it'll deteriorate it, and then eventually that bridge will disappear.
1: Oh, it affects structures, too. That's kind of cool. Yes. It's kind of whack.
0: It also affects the packages you carry as well, so you gotta be quick when you're walking through those areas.
1: That makes sense. But then,
0: if you're in Timefall area, the third thing happens that Nick was describing. It'll do a quick, uh, 8 second cutscene where it shows, uh, this little radar thing that you keep on your shoulder. Kinda like, uh, for you, Glenn, uh, yeah, it looks like Victor's, uh, special thing on his shoulder. And, uh, it turns into this, uh, Dragon Ball Z, uh, or Dragon Ball radar showing you that there are BTs in this general direction. So once you get into this given area, you gotta sneak around away from these motherfuckers doing a mixture of like crouch walking and covering your mouth to hold your breath. Which you gotta figure out how long you can hold your breath, because if you hold it too long, you'll gasp, and that's no good. And you just gotta walk through this area for like 15-20 minutes to get past them. However, there's another way I learned how accidentally. If you get caught by one of these ghosts, it drops like a bunch of swamp on the ground. uh, Where like these gooey hands start grabbing you and trying to pull you down. Yeah, it, it looks nasty, Glenn. <laughs> uh if you you can escape uh, out of it using your energy, but if you run out of energy, you and I said this when I was describing when I first saw Kojimi doing this thing, you get dragged uh through this weird river system to a certain area of this spot you're in, and a giant uh creature, which I believe they call a stalker or a watcher, will come uh try to nuke you essentially. Uh the two times that this giant creature has appeared, it's been a whale, which is kind of reminiscence to the fact uh i'm not sure if either of you have played uh phantom pain before uh in the very beginning of phantom pain there's a whole scene where you're trying to escape a hospital and there is a uh a villain in there that has ta- telekinetic powers and he summons a giant whale so this is definitely screaming kojima kojima loves to shit out of whales there's a lot of like uh images of beached whales and whatnot in the city i have no idea like why uh, he wants to make it apparent well, this is where you fight them using your piss, shit, uh, Twitch stream, bath water, or your own blood at this point. Or, if your big brain tile over here, you say fuck it and you run away. You <laughs> run away, you get to the edge of this goop lake. And once you hit that, it says, well, I didn't want to fucking follow you. I didn't want you anyways. It walks away. The rain stops. All these monsters disappear. Rest of the air is completely clear. So the big brain thing is to do is let yourself get caught, run for your life. And, and then everything that's goes away. The scene. Yeah. Like if they kept going, I would, you know, and they were still hiding a different location. I'd say, no, don't ever do that. But if it just triggers and stops, it's like, yeah. So with that in mind, I feel like I might've cheated the game a little bit doing that. But, uh, you know, I'm only like,
1: you got to get your packages delivered, man. You can't waste time. Time is money and money yeah. and people need to
0: survive. Right. And there's a bunch of other stupid shit I could describe you about me drinking the monster so I can have more energy the run of the
1: time. Of course. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, no, it's the yeah, different poses bad, normal. I can Why make. wouldn't
1: you drink the monster?
0: And, uh, like, if you take damage, you upset BB. So uh, after, like, a traumatic scene, you got to sit there, detach the BB, and then you kind of rock it up down, holding the PlayStation 4 controller, just rocking it up and down, trying to soothe it and shit. And the amount of shit you got to do to keep this game okay with you is way up there. <laughs> it's way up there. But the most important thing is I've been having fun. That's good. It's it's weird because uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, the walking is boring or the uh, the only time they're finding it interesting is when they're doing the walking. I like both, as it turns out. So I don't know if I'm just like that uh, outlier of person that's enjoying everything so far. But uh, the only thing I didn't like is uh, sometimes it feels like it's uh, not really giving you the the whole picture of your quest or how to handle it or do something. Because uh, you can put a place on the map where you want to go and it will give you essentially the air mile equivalent they'll shoot you a straight line which will then probably go right into a mountain and it won't show you how to get around that mountain it just says hey i just walked through this mountain it's like Fuck.
1: it's kind of like it's kind of like in skyrim when it was like all right you got to go see the graybeards right right at the start like, how the fuck yeah. do I get there? I don't know this area. Then you go and you fight a frost troll, you die a few times, you finally get there and you're like, nah fam, we we're just going to shout at you for a bit, and now you got to go back down. And we're like, alright, cool.
0: And there's other things that have been kind of throwing me off, like, uh, I didn't realize this. Some missions are like, uh, here's five packages, we need four of them. There's some missions that are like, here's uh, five packages, we need all five of them. There's one time I uh, got attacked by a bunch of those mule crazy motherfuckers. I dropped one package and I went all the way the rest of the way thinking I only needed four. Realizing then I had to backtrack and find a way to climb down the side of a mountain that I dropped it off of with uh, like a series of different climbing gears. That part pissed me off. But I mean, like the game the name of the game is to avoid the enemies if you can avoid them. Correct. And it'll make your trips and move in. Other than that yeah, well, pretty I'm solid game
1: see, so far. I'm excited to hear how uh, it goes on, because uh, then I'll probably end well, up getting it in March. I'll tell you about it
0: after I beat Sun here. Okay. So this is going to be a longer episode, so unless everybody really needs to hunker down, uh, this is going to be a hot minute here.
2: Is it? Yeah. Okay. I was just hoping to oh, say for- goodbye to my wife before she had to go. <laughs>
0: Do you but- want to take a quick break or take tick- quick
2: break the no i just like when it gets closer i'll 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 just go and i'll let you guys keep talking and then i'll step away and say goodbye to red that's good yeah
0: yeah i'm gonna say it like i knew this was gonna be a big episode with all the games into it but i i respect that so pokemon sword and shield uh yes, sir. i got two questions before we jump heavily into it uh the first one is uh who got sword and who got shield
2: shield
1: here I think the two of us are playing sword, Tyler.
0: That is correct. So we got two swords and a shield. Uh, I know Just Nick how I like it. Playing... One
1: sword in each hand and a shield in my back, because fuck it.
0: I think it's like a uh, shield in my dick.
1: <laughs> Just don't get hit. Best Why do you have a shield a good then,
0: rookie? Well, some, well some, my back's got to look cool. It's like Your a turtle could look no. cool too. It's like a condom, <laughs> medieval condom. Okay, so anyways, the second question is, what did we pick for the starter? Oh. Tyler knows what I picked.
2: I, like- I want to know what Glenn picked. I picked the rabbit one. Okay, score bunny. Yeah. So you got score
0: bunny, and uh, Nick and I both got Grookey.
2: Okay, you did Grookey. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: What is yeah. there? No other good Leaf Pokemon in this in this. They're gen- they
1: really just no. There's just really no good Leaf Pokemon in general. Really.
2: Uh no. I feel like Bulbasaur some- is pretty fire.
1: No, Bulbasaur is trash <laughs> stat-wise. Bulbasaur is pretty trash. I'm no look. I'm. I have to make it very clear. I'm looking at stats, and for oh. my playstyle, Bulbasaur doesn't fit me whatsoever. Isn't Trico,
2: Celebi also plant?
1: Yeah, Celebi is uh, grass,
0: but Grass type. Superior. Is that the name of that Pokemon? Superior. 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 Yeah. Uh, that w- with uh, Contrary is probably one of the best grass. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That.
1: actually, with Hidden Ability, uh, that Superior is very, very strong. Superior. Is, what uh, is that an evolution of? Uh, it goes uh, Snivy.
2: Uh, oh. f- Whatever.
1: By- these are so. This, this is thing. a nice thing with proper nouns. You can usually pronounce them anyway, unless somebody corrects you. So whatever. I don't care. Yeah, it's I don't
2: think I know words. any of those because that's Gen five or six, isn't it? That's Gen five. Yeah. Yeah, I've um, never heard of that one. So.
1: Yeah. So, fun fact. Um, it, at least with me. Um, I align, for whatever reason, I'm not a religious person, but I was born on the day of the birthday of one of my our gods in Hinduism, uh, the god Hanuman, who is uh, the, the monkey god, the monkey king, I'm pretty sure, something, I can't remember, I don't know the exact lore, and so I've always just yeah, aligned with, like, you know, monkey-type Pokemon, which is why Infernape's my favorite.
2: I played, I wow, I grouped up with somebody named Hanuman, I was like, why do I know that name, and I played with them for <laughs> a solid couple hours, because it was a raid. Okay. Okay, good to know Not that that had a root in something yeah. that is, you know, more meaningful.
0: Cool. Not to backtrack a little bit, but uh that training asked me for my birthday and I put it in and it's like people who have this type of, you know, this birthday range actually have a stronger sense of dooms, which is that sensing ability. I'm like, "Okay. So, did you guys uh get to that point where uh some lady randomly asked you your birthday and then kind of ditched you in Pokémon? But po- yeah, Sword and Shield. No? Did you no. miss that? Oh. I believe it's right next to the Poké Center of the first town. Somebody's like, hey, I can tell you your fortune. You just got to tell me your birthday. I mean, and it might have happened. Birthday.
1: I was tired that night because uh, <coughs> you were watching me play that first area. Um, I was tired that yeah. night, so I might have just missed it.
0: Yeah, and she, like, looks at her paper and like, oh, it's smudged. Eh, you'll be
1: lucky. Or not.
0: Bye. <laughs> and just pieces out. And it's like, okay, that's how they're going to confirm my birthday. That's cool. Huh. Just a weird way. So, Nick, it sounds like you are probably the furthest, but, uh, Glenn and I might be not really hot in your heels. You're pretty much slapping me, at least, by far. Same. I've
1: got eight, eleven and a half hours into it right now. And I want to hear... Primarily, I want to hear Glenn's thoughts first, because this is, like, a it, whole new
2: game to yeah. me. It is. Like, it's... Like hearing, like, just like even when I go to a Poke Center and like heal up my Pokemon, and it's the damn, damn, daddy, damn, but it's like the HD orchestral version compared to what I'm used to on my Game Boy Color, Game Boy, you know, Pokemon Yellow. Um, so it was, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know what was the question. <laughs> There's a lot of thoughts.
1: No, just like, how, how has the game been for you so far? I loved like, it. it. Yeah, I
2: love it. I mean, the game, the gameplay itself, spe- like, Storyline wise, feels very linear. Like, it feels like, you know, there's some things you can do that will, like, enhance it for the, you know, if you want to go and explore, you might find a, you know, random TM or a fire, you know, fire stone or something, or you can fill up your Pokedex. You
0: found a fire stone?
1: I
2: need one. And a thunderstone, yeah. What?
1: Yeah, all in that first wild area. Oh, yeah, in the wild area, you can find a bunch of things. You must have good RNG, then. Jesus. I've I've only been fighting mushrooms.
2: Oh yeah, but the I'm mushrooms going... are worth like a thousand gold apiece or twenty five hundred if you find I, like I had you know funny thing is with all Pokemon
1: games, I like I can go back to my platinum right now, probably, and I probably still have like a dozen nuggets. I never sell them because I just never need the money. Like I just end up roaming around fighting enough. I just never need the money.
0: Yeah. You sure in hell don't need the money in the beginning of this game when your mom like gives you the first <laughs> house mortgage worth of money. Thirty thousand yen? Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: But yeah, um I just got through the first like opening ceremony. Um where and so what? I think I'm like si- 6 or 7 hours in. So what? I've been I've been doing a lot of exploring. I've spent a lot of time like just going back to out of that first wild area and healing up and then coming back. So like all my Pokémon are around level 17 to 20 already. Okay. And I haven't okay. even tried the first gym yet just because there's there's so much there's new stuff lot. and there's yeah. in that first wild area, there's a bunch of like super powerful Pokemon just walking around. Yep. You know, the ones that you can see that are bigger, <laughs> like a Rhydon, or a, I, I saw a Rhydon. Oh, did you go across around. the bridge? Yeah.
1: You went across the bridge now?
2: I mean, I just went over there to Balls see. Balls to it, you, dude. Yeah, just to see. But like, I even, there's ghost Pokemon over there by that like hmm? tower in the corner, and they're all like level 27. So I'm like, there's obviously a reason for me to stake around here. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to come back or what, but, like, the completionist in me is like, I have to try and catch all the Pokemon here, you know? And also the Dynamax fights and, like, turning in Watts for things. And uh, it's all, like, just this whole new experience. And it feels like, you know, my old Pokemon experience just upgraded. Um, okay. So, I mean, I, it's still the classic. There are six ones, you know, they have... You know, a certain amount of uh, times they can do a move before you fix them. But then there's, like, items you can attach to them that help them gain health, or it enhances their type, things like that that are just, like, new and interesting. Um, yeah,
0: welcome to Generation 2. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Like, this is, I'm, I'm super far behind. <laughs> You're like, <No>. wow, cool. <laughs> no,
0: honestly, it, it's nice because uh kind of reminds me of, like, uh, an older man was like, yeah I remember when I used to listen to this band and like you hear it on, like h d and you see you see the uh, the the tear run down the eyes. It's like,
2: it's beautiful. I'm not
0: making fun of you. no, yes, I, I am, know. I
2: know you're not I, I, it's really it's it, it, I mean, it's cathartic, dude, like to I mean it it's probably the same effect for uh,
0: people going back to WoW classic after all these years, like uh, oh, yeah, visiting nostalgia, but it's on a newer level at this point,
2: yeah, for sure. so I mean, I do uh, love it though, like. I'm, I'm like the evil, even like when my first Pokemon like evolved, I think it was my, my, uh, my score bunny. Yes. Score bunny. Yeah, was been the first one. Yeah. Yeah. It evolved to the next one, which just looks like an angsty teenager. Yep. Um, but like,
0: oh, I got news for you, buddy. <laughs> what? Oh no, I don't actually, uh, there's a reason why I picked Grookey. Uh, is it cause the
2: I evolution may- is really dope?
1: Uh, Yes, lesser of evils. I guess you would say. Um, I think at, uh, we, I think part of our decision with me and Tyler, uh, like when I play a Pokemon game, I'm looking at stats and looking for specific team builds. So before I even play the game, I have no issue personally just going through all the new Pokemon, um, and then looking at the the base stats and seeing how they line up with my play style. But then I'm also looking at visually, does the Pokemon look cool? Okay. Right. I for feel me, bad. when I pick when I
0: pick my starter. I'm not going to do that for c- kinda of competitive play or anything like that. I just want a cool-looking starter. And to me personally, I always thought that the water Pokemon starters were the coolest. I thought Blastoise looked cool. I thought Feraligatr looked cool. Yep. Yeah, like Empoleon and all that Swampert, stuff. Swampert. I thought they all looked cool. Uh, yeah. Samurad was even cool-looking. Cool and so I was originally going to go with uh, Sobble as my starter, the water starter, which would have completed our little McDonald's triangle over here. <laughs> The problem is, though, I made a mistake and I decided to Google Final Evolution of Sobble because in Sun and Moon days, <laughs> poplio was, Pop was my personal favorite. It was a cute looking clown looking seal. And before the final evolutions got released, people were trying to guess what it was going to look like. And the version I saw that got me super excited was this it clown looking motherfucker that was, you know, this big beef daddy of a seal. What we got was a little different. We got Primarina, which is a uh, a seal that looked like it came from an opera, which you know, makes sense with its uh, water fairy type. It was very different, though, and it didn't feed into my uh, male power fantasy, I guess, if you will, of this badass-looking starter monster. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get Sobble. Sobble looks, you know, like uh, timid and stuff like that. I'm sure Sable's final form will turn into like I have gotten past my uh, teenager years and now I understand and uh, I'm I'm in or something and uh, no no that's not the case it's not the case with Score Bunny either I don't think they're somebody it's out of my power fantasy but when I saw Gricky's final form I knew. That Grookey was going to be my boy.
1: It's Yeah, it's funny because the uh, Score Bunny's Final Evolution aligns more with my playstyle, but I'm like, ah, but Grookey's Final Evolution looks so much cooler. I want it. And so I just built around it. I don't think I've ever had a grass starter since Trico. Um, Trico is from Gen 3, and Septile aligns with my playstyle. It's fast, hits hard, it's not very tanky, but I don't care. I just want to hit fast and hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I want to go first. That's my playstyle. Um, I don't care if one hit from you will take me out. I'm going to do that to you first.
0: Hmm. I mean, that style I think is in competitive play, I'd go for that too. I was a big Bla- uh, Blaziken fan in terms of that. Oh yeah. yeah, Blaziken was great for that kind of stuff, especially when you can get its uh, mega evolution form. But it, Typhlosion, like,
1: bro. <laughs> yeah. Typhlosion, I'm sad because is one of the weakest fire types, I think. I just fire look so starters. Cool. I it I'm looks very curious, cool, though. Looks yeah. awesome. It looks awesome. Very cool.
0: Um, yeah. But, uh, so when I looked at Sabol's final evolution, I realized that uh, I was staring face to face to what my uh, essentially is. This is mu- this must be what the hipsters wanted. Mm. Like uh, it's a, it's a cruel way of me putting it like that, but yeah.
1: Um, yeah. so we can go on about like, we can go yeah, on about sorry. starters. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna
0: sigh and look off into the distance. Just so disregard me because
1: there's a lot to unpack here. T- uh, who who wants to? Uh, so, so just so I'll, I'll go into all the negatives later, but for the most part. I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying it. Um, the, the towns, the landscapes, specifically the towns and the cities that they've built have been very nice to explore. And like, they've like the detail there has been good. Um, I've had a very good time exploring the the first city that you get to. That's like from the wild area. I don't know if you roamed around there, but it's got, it's like, it's nice. It's a, it's a nice multi-layered city and it's got like a style to it. A little steampunky. I really like it. Um, there's been lots of nice quality of life changes, which, um, uh, like, you've got uh, autosave now, um, yep. which I don't think will ever take away the anxiety of me knowing that I haven't saved for a while, but knowing Did that I haven't done it, Did and if something goes wrong, then that'd probably be okay, and I can just reload to, like, the last autosave, but I'd still rather manually <coughs> save, so I know exactly which point I'm reloading to. Um, on the and I don't know if you know any of you noticed it, but I just noticed it. Uh, before we got onto this, you can swap. So when you open up your menu, you can swap around the icons, the order of the icons really? for the Pokedex and Pokemon accessing your party and the save. No. You can swap them around. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's interesting. That's, I thought that was really cool. That was a nice, like, kind of, it gives you more, like, this is a well, customized you to, UI. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Really neat. Get to what you want to as soon as you can. Um, <clears throat> I really like uh, the new TM system. So... From Generation 1... TM or TR? So, yeah. So, that new system. So, from Generation 1, you had TMs and HMs. And the HM system, which gave you the ability to navigate the world, uh, but were moves that you could not forget unless you are going to a very specific person, um, was dropped, I want to say, in Gen 5. And Gen 6, uh, they gave you, like... Uh, a thing to traverse the world and stuff. We we're like, oh, you call this Charizard and this Charizard will fly you here. Is that? Am I remembering that correct, uh, Tyler? Yes. Uh, generation
0: 1, if you learned an HM, you couldn't lose it no matter what. Oh, you couldn't lose so it no matter what? Been... So there was no move it wasn't... to leader in Gen 1? I believe... I'm not even sure if it, there was one in Generation
2: 2. I'm yeah, if you sure learned like, until, Surf or something, it was there forever.
0: It wasn't until Ruby Sapphire Cut. that there was a, uh, a, a move-deleter.
1: I feel like there was a move leader in, uh... At least in Crystal, in the town where you fight Claire. Okay,
0: I mean, if you say so, uh, I, like, I'm... I know uh, which town you're talking about, and it seems like there might have been something there. I think you're right, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, there would have been a move deleter there. I just
1: looked it up. There was a move deleter starting generation two. So yeah, no, uh, generation one there wasn't, but generation two onwards there was. Right. And then after,
0: I believe, black and white, I think starting in X and Y, they introduced the concept of, Hey, let's not lock down your move set with an HM style move. Let's just rent you a Pokemon you can use or some other bullshit that'll let you get around. Or otherwise, just make it a TM.
1: Yeah, because that led to you having certain Pokemon that became HM slaves. Right. So you'd have the Bidoof. I was
0: going to say the word, but okay, yes.
1: I mean, that's the community uh, based word. So you'd have a Bidoof in your party that would be able to do rock smash, cut, surf, and whatever else. And then you just pull them into your party just to navigate the world and then you put them away so that you didn't have to bog down your party with it. But certain moves, like I think surf, did 80 special damage, which were pretty okay to have around anyways if you wanted variety or if your water type didn't learn any better like water type moves so some moves were okay some moves were not so great to have around because they just didn't do any damage and they wouldn't cut it at higher levels um so generation six removed that and then they made tms um uh unlimited use hmm. i, I want to say that's generation six as well and then generation, wait what yeah so tms used to be on unli- like they used to have one use but then generation six x and y and sun and moon they were unlimited use
2: so I can use that on as many Pokemon as I want? So TM yes, specifically, if, if, yes, with this game.
0: In this new game, there's something called TRs, which you'll get from like boss uh, battles and stuff that you can use one time, but they say TM instead of TR. It'll let you use it as many times as your characters can learn it. I know, take it in. It's pretty nice. You don't have to choose what one creature, all of them can learn uh, that one cool attack if,
1: uh, they're, if it's wide of a range enough. And yeah. you can
2: cook. You can cook for your Pokemon.
1: Yeah, I was gonna get I was gonna get to that too, but yeah, with the what? TMs, um, I think I've looked at the full list of TMs and TRs, um, and it seems like it's a really nice balance on both sides with. Uh, power moves so it's gonna so there's gonna be some choice uh in the trs and like unless you go and farm for this specific thing you're gonna have to sit and choose who you want to give it to whereas there are just as many like on the tm side that are gonna hit hard and you don't have to worry and you can just give them out to whoever
0: so we're talking about also talking about like we want to focus on things we like right now right yeah for, uh old tyler and nick okay I'm going to say I spent a majority of my time in the wild, wilds, the first wilds specifically. And it sounds like Glenn did too, if uh, he's put in that many hours and... Uh, I think that is I'm not seeing it as a good thing, but a neutral thing. I just want to talk about it. (coughs) It feels like uh, this is their idea of uh, somehow incorporating even like a slight taste of Pokemon Go where instead of having like a specific general area, like uh, say a volcanic area for fire Pokemon, this is just a big ass field where you're going to get a wild diversity of Pokemon. And whether or not you want to call that either lazy or just giving you a cornucopia of Pokemon to pick from for the first gym it's a huge difference to what we're used to because i don't know about you nick you saw a pokemon i didn't get to see on my time of day when i was playing
1: um it was uh, before we carry on up wow. the wild area i wanted to correct myself it's generation five they introduced the unlimited tm um system but
2: yeah the wild area is interesting I love it. It just feels like Safari Zone to me from Gen 1. Like, I was like, when I got to go to the Safari Zone for the first time in Yellow, I was just fucking elated because it was no more just Rattatas and Spiros and Pidgeys. You know, like, I got to, like, they were like, pay some money, you're gonna go in here, there's gonna be some dope stuff. Um, and here, like, it seems like because they have those nests with the DX things, so I don't know if there's that much rng in the wild zones as far as what's gonna be there because every time i've gone near that tower it's ghost type pokemon you know every time you go near this one area it's ice type pokemon it's these the, the dumb ones that sorry the ones that look like ice cream cones don't like that but i'm in agreement that, with you there yeah, okay yeah, that's probably <laughs> uh, one of the best designs next to throbish and carbador <laughs> this- I am going to say, I saw
0: one design today that I was very upset about, but we'll save about that later.
2: Yeah, but Uh, I do like like the Wild Zone. I I like it. So, to
1: give away more about the Wild Zone without spoiling too much for you guys. um, So, there's... I really like the system now of finding Pokemon. You've got the overworld, where you can run into them, and you can also still find them in the grass. Uh, there There are a few... So, in a given area, you'll have... Let's say there are 10 Pokemon in that area total. There'll be like maybe eight of those in the overworld and there'll be maybe nine of those in the grass. So there'll be some overlap and then there'll be some that you can only find in the grass walking around. And um
2: if I'm not mistaken, the maps will actually show if they're supposed to be there regularly, right? So yeah, so if you've encountered them
1: previously, your Pokedex, you can sh- it'll show you their habitat. And then Got also it. if you open up your town map, it'll show you the current weather in, the- in that area because the weather will also affect the types of Pokemon that pop up.
2: Yeah, what the frick is that? there's weather yeah um sorry so, everything so, in this game is just blowing my mind like it's like you know fight nice i'm fighting ice cream cone head and it's like it's it, there's a blizzard and it's like this you know the blizzard pelts your pokemon for three damage <laughs> and he heals because he's made of ice and i was this like is the accumulation genius. of all
1: the generations uh, like some of the knickknacks into one and it's just like overload for you so what's normal to us because we've seen it before uh, it's just like everything's new to you and it's really it's nice great. to see actually I love it. There is a,
0: a little bit of problems with the weather I saw in this game. Uh, my prime example is I'm catching Pokemon at three o'clock in the morning, which means it's night as shit outside in the game. And so I'll encounter a Pokemon. It's like the sun is shining brightly. You know, the boost fire time. I'm like, <laughs> where the fuck is it then?
1: So I've seen. <laughs> wait, is, I've the, seen, is it real time? Is it based so on real time? It's supposed to be. But apparently until you beat the game, uh, the day and night cycles a little janky because the game has like this. There's a plot. The day, and, the day and night cycle is driven by the story first, but yeah. then there is also a day and night cycle that works with the weather system hand in hand. So mm. there's a reason why some of it is janky right now.
2: I'm about to say, because I do remember that they were like, I spent like six hours of gameplay, you know, like running around the wilds, and I saw like the day kind of like change a little bit, a little bit. But I was like, I do remember seeing that there was real, like, you know, what you had said, and you just reminded me of it. And I was like, and then thinking back, I'm like, that didn't happen. But they told me, oh, you need to register to go to the ceremony tomorrow or whatever, you know, yeah. tomorrow. So, so when, you do, when you do that, when you go and register,
1: that. you're going to go to the uh, hotel and it's nighttime, mm-hmm. then, yeah. story wise. And so the yeah. game's going to fall like that takes higher priority than what's actually happening.
2: Hmm. 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 I watched Dark Crystal for the first time yesterday. Hmm. Uh, so you,
0: you kind of called them out. You called them, uh, DX. Are we talking about the Dynamex?
2: Yeah, where There's, they got the things okay. and you can get Watts and stuff and have a chance to like group players around you to like, I don't know if this is Spoilers
1: no it's not like this, mean, is, this has no, been same. known for a while yeah.
2: okay good okay yeah. yeah like where they have those red things with the lights in the air and you can collect the watts and then also like have a chance to like you know have your well, gigantic the, score bunny fight the, the other thing I don't know if we knew about the watts but uh,
1: oh. but no I mean that's fine it's a new currency it's that just a different wild area yeah. and you can mm-hmm. do a whole bunch of things with it. We're, we're not gonna give away too much Um, pro tip yeah. talk
2: to the fishermen
0: Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, have either of you cashed those Watson yet? Watson? Um, uh, no, uh, no, there's uh, like vendors right at the uh, the
1: entrance to uh, the big town. Oh, you Motor can Star get like, and life
2: stones and stuff?
1: Yeah. You can get a bunch of things. You can buy food for cooking uh, at the mm-hmm. camp, and you can buy uh, a few other things. I don't
2: want to mm-hmm. give that away. And th- there are other things you can do as well that I'm not going to tell you guys until you find oh, out. Oh, because you're further in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's valuable to... Because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to spend all of these watts. So it's, it's not valuable. bad if I hold on to them? No, no, hold on to them. Okay. Uh, okay I mean, unless cool. you see something you like, I'm not about to tell Honestly, you Honestly, I've currency. not been... I've I've had no reason to spend them other than talking to we'll, the we'll, fishermen. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about the watts after.
1: Um, but yeah, no, like, it's, uh, it's cool. They've added two different currencies that are relative and useful. Like, they're, like, relevant to the areas and what you do with them. Um, yeah.
0: And, uh, so I guess in my head, I kind of want to know what our teams are right now.
2: Um, I just tried to turn mine on so I could show you, uh, but apparently my chart, it, it died. So, do you, I can throw it on well, the charger and then show you in, in, in a little bit. Actually, yes, yes, why don't next. I use this moment for you guys to continue to talk. I will go plug this bad boy in, say goodbye to my wife, and then I can show you later. Okay. Perfect. Okay. 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 Be here. So, Tyler, okay. do
1: you want to know my, do you, do you want to know my team?
0: Yeah, are you, like, not excited to tell me, or is it spoilers
1: um, or something? My team is pretty much fully assembled, I think, from everything I've seen. Really? I'm. Uh, there might be maybe one or two more changes, but for the most part, fully assembled. Um, so, my Grookey, I've got it to the final evolution. Um, nice. I have a Dreadnought, which is Choodle's evolution. I have a Centiscorch, which is um, the that big fire centipede that we saw. Yep, yep. Um, I have... Um, I have, uh, I'm starting on the evolution line from Impidimp, the little silly little fuck, like the Impidim. little, like, like the little pink, tiny little troll imp thing.
0: Okay, sure. The silly
1: one. Um, I'm starting on that evolution line. I'm the second one. Um, what else, uh, do I have? Uh, um, oh, oh, I've got a really cool looking Pokemon, but I don't want to tell you what it's called just because I don't want to spoil it on, on the show, but it's, it's a, it's a electric poison type. It's a... Uh, I, well, I guess I shouldn't say it out loud either, huh? I mean, I... that you t- get from the breeder house? Yeah, I, I just don't know how much people want to know not. But yeah, so, so okay, yeah, I got Toxel, and I have the evolution for Toxel, and it's pretty badass.
0: Right. Uh,
1: I I didn't know what, whether I wanted it or not, and so I looked
0: up, I was like, well, what's it turned into? And I discovered there's mechanics to it that's pretty freaking dope.
1: Yeah, I don't think that the uh, the they have an impact on anything. But it just gives yeah. you it's just an aesthetic thing. Um, and then I have a surfetched. Do you know? I have a surfetched. Yeah. Oh shit. Um and it is hard. Noise, guys. Um good. Uh yeah, so that's my kind of team that I'm going for. Uh I was running a carcoal. Um but Are you making fun of me? No.
0: Okay, just the whole charcoal carcoal thing. I have no idea what no, I'm, you're
1: I, talking about. I'm, so it's that little um um, the roly Coli. I don't know if you would have gotten that part, but it's the rock yeah, type for this yep. generation. It's evolution is called Carcoal. he hasn't yet. Yeah. So it's evolution is actually called Carcoal. Hmm.
0: So you're going almost like full new Pokemon team.
1: So my rule with Far-Fest. any new Pokemon game is always new Pokemon. I never use any Pokémon from any other generation. My first playthrough is going to be always new Pokémon from that generation. Surfetched makes the cut this time, even though you start with Farfetch, because Surfetched is an evolution introduced in this generation. So, no, oh, that's fair. All my runs are always brand new Pokémon, um, and no legendaries ever in any of my main teams. Um, and I like to have a wide balance, widespread throughout. Before, when the HMs like when HMs were relevant, I always used to have a flying type. But the moment they gave us a way to not have um, HMs, I stopped. I started dropping flying types, and I always usually go for the pseudo legendary. But this time, I don't think I am going to because I really like the team that I have right now. Um, so, and I like to have like a wide coverage. So I haven't built their move sets up really well yet but the point will always be no matter what you throw at me, I'll always have one Pokemon that has a move to counter that. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I don't have my
0: Switch on me. I'm letting it charge back there, so I'll. you'll probably have to name them off for me, Nick. Uh, the team I have that I know offhand is I have my Grickey, which is now a uh, Thwacket, I believe, or Thwetchit. Thwacker. Oh, so the Thwacker, okay. Uh, I have Vulpix. Nice. Yeah, because it, it's my mom's favorite. Or my mom's. This is going to be a real Faridion slip. My wife's <laughs> favorite Pokemon. I I got the Pikachu, so I'm hoping to get, you know, I'm probably not going to get a Lola. I'm probably going to get either a, I don't think there's a Galleon or Galarian version. No, it's probably isn't. just going to be a regular old Raichu, which is fine. I'll probably drop it, but it's, I like having Raichu in the party, at least for the mid-game. Right. So that's three so far. I have uh, Galarian Lunoon in the team because I want Obstagoon, like a motherfucker.
1: I was gonna yes. have Obstagoon, but I don't like the fact that it's got a dark and normal typing. If it was just normal, uh, like dark, I would have been okay.
0: Yeah, it is super weak to fighting moves. I learned yeah. that the hard way. But it's quick. Uh,
1: like, even Obstagoon has a pretty <coughs> high base uh, speed stat. And uh, so, in my head, it's like, well,
0: Ra- is gonna be my favorite Pokemon. Ninetales is my wife's favorite Pokemon. And Zigzagoon is Brandon's favorite Pokemon. So it's just kind of nostalgia I got those three in the team. Right. Plus, I got Grookey, that makes four. I don't remember what its base form is, but it evolved into Cortisquire, the mid-evolution uh, of Kordesquire. Uh, uh, the D. flying type so, for this generation, yeah. Right. And then, lastly, it's been kind of bouncing around. I don't remember what my sixth one is... But, uh, shit. Yeah, I got a full team, but, like, I haven't done, like, any tight match testing with it just yet, so it's probably going to bounce around as we go. Definitely not going to be my competitive team, but hopefully the one that takes me to the champions. Right.
1: Um... Yeah no like it's uh it's been tough over the last few generations for my playstyle because they're not a lot of fast hard hitters um over the last 3 generations I want to say they've all been a little bit like slower like glass now. cannons or Yeah like generation 4 was perfect for that for me cuz most of my team were glass cannons we had infernape uh roserade uh Flotsel, uh gliscor uh um, yep. garchomp and then I'm having trouble remembering my last one. Fuck, that's gonna bother me.
0: Oh man, I'm just, I couldn't tell you, you're your own. Uh, I'm just like trying to think, it's like, uh, I'm trying to think of what that six Pokemon was. It must, oh, Drednaw. I got dreadnought too.
1: Oh, Drednaw is nice, I got a dreadnought with strong jaws, uh, so yes. bite attacks do 50%, like 50% more damage. Uh, yeah. How does that uh. happen? so a Pokemon have abilities and each uh, some Pokemon can have uh, a single ability multiple abilities some Pokemon have hidden abilities hidden abilities you have to get through uh, specific breathing me- uh, breeding methods uh, but then the two abilities you have to look and see what different kinds so uh, Choodle can come with uh, Strongjaw or something else I can't remember what the other one is but Basically, you keep catching it until you find them. Um, oh, Glenn! There's so much we can even tell you about nature's and how that affects uh, yeah, uh, stats and stuff. I was about to stuff. bring that up. <laughs> nah,
0: let him enjoy what he's gotten so far yeah, because yeah. I mean, trying to get trying to get into the uh, the nerdy glasses of uh, like that level of fighting. No, fuck. Uh. Wait, yeah, and I'm
2: not wait, about to tell like, somebody how I mean, to play like that how game. Like how fire is good against grass. Is that <laughs> what you're talking about?
1: No, so that's type matching. So okay. we're talking so. Pokemon can have different natures. I can't remember how many different natures there are, but natures can either have a neutral uh, effect or they can have a beneficial and hindering effect. So they will be beneficial to a stat and hindering to a stat.
2: I just don't know where all of this... This is a lot of stuff that doesn't seem to be listed when I look at the Pokemon's information.
1: They are, but sure. then you need to um, know what you're looking for. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but it's not something you'd be uh, used to, Tyler. For the nature thing, if
0: you wanted to know what your Pokemon's nature is... Uh, you know how you can go to a Pokemon summary? hmm If you go to the very last tab, it'll show you, uh, what nature it has. Oh, okay. As well as, like, where you caught it. Okay. And if you don't, if you don't know what that nature does, if you look at the stats, like the attack and stuff, it will show one in blue and then one in red. So it'll show you what that nature boosted and what that one, uh, nerfed, essentially. Okay. And, you know, obviously if you go into, like, that super, you know, 100% competitive thing, like let's say for a Jolteon, you you know Jolteon is special attack and speed, so you'd want something that focuses on the speed but lowers its uh, attack. That way it goes faster, and no one uh, since Jolteon doesn't use attack, you can nerf that. Hmm. So it's like its preference and like a pet of a play in like the whole meta of nature. Yeah. But you are not fighting on behalf of Smogon, which is that no. fucking website yeah. that'll give you all sorts of that shit. So just. There's a, enjoy, it.
1: enjoy it, but there's a really nice transition between like the casual and competitive like there's different levels It's not like a clear like line that now you're a competitive player There's like a nice gradient between at which point you can easily slide yourself on until you're clearly competitive or clearly casual And I would say I'm probably right in the middle with how I build my teams even for just pure <coughs> Like in gameplay I'm not even trying to go competitive ever i don't think I ever will, but like I'm just teetering that fine line between starting to e v and I v train and breed and uh, do all of those min maxing things
2: I'm just trying I to mean, remember uh, my Pokemon like I only remember three of the six that I had in it's crazy
0: okay like i'm gonna say it like ten hours after I beat this game if if that if there's uh as little post game as i I'm being told i'll probably be at the forges of the breeder center just like you know yes now you fucking make eggs <laughs> and uh
1: so uh, <laughs> in terms of cool features there are two more things which i think are notable um the pokemon uh sorry the trainer league cards which i think was a really fun addition like um that. yes it's kind of like trading cards and you get to create your own and like update it whenever you want um, and you get, uh, as you keep going, I can tell you now, uh, each area that you visit, I'm pretty sure. And after each gym you beat, you get more kind of like backgrounds and effects that options, unlock,
3: yeah.
1: um, and even like, uh, printing, um, like, like the printing, the foil, you even get more options and those
2: unlock instead as well. of just mat or plastic or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Right yeah. now I
1: have one other one, but I'm, I'm assuming there are going to be at least a few more that unlock as you go on. Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do You want to hear the uh, three
2: that I I guess I do remember four of the Pokémon I have in. I have Magikarp. <laughs> okay. Cuz I want that Gyarados. Fair. Um uh, uh Kirlia? Yeah. Kirlia. Kirlia. Okay.
0: Kirlia. You you got a Yeah, I got it was
2: the one of Fultz? I got a Ralts as well. This one of my There's one, one of, my of DX the Dynamax ones. battles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one of the
3: Dynamax. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the Dynamax. Do you remember? Do you remember And I
2: got a Clefairy? Clefairy. Okay. Okay. Do you remember where you went?
1: Curlia is. Because, okay, so I'm going to tell you now. No, no, not just that. So Curlia has two different final evolutions based on the gender. If it's a female, it'll evolve into Gardevoir. If it's a male, you can use a stone to evolve it into Galade. Which one's better? That depends on what you want. Gardevoir is psychic fairy. Galade is psychic fighting. Gardevoir is a special attacker. Galade's a physical attacker. Gardevoir is fast and hits hard, but special attacks primarily. I don't remember if Galade's fast, but it hits hard. Oh yeah, but I'm pretty sure the ratio is 75 25 female to male
2: for routes. So, um, so males co- are actually more uncommon. Yes. So it's yes. most so likely okay. that you have a female. Female would be the the little plus one, right? Not the arrow one. Yes. The arrow one's yeah, the male. It's the if you're asking was... us
0: what the 2,000 old symbol for male and female is, Glenn, I got a lot of questions going on <laughs> now. Why is Pokemon so binary? Ugh. Okay, binary.
1: so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you have any questions, honestly, you have two amazing resources here. Um, yeah. And so, just so, so that we don't spend too long Pokemon Camp. Camping. So good. Mm-hmm. Have you, how do you guys feel about the camping? I love it.
0: I, I mean, after Glenn talked about uh, glamping over in uh, some spot of, you know, Great Britain, I was kind of excited, but then I realized it was just a tent. <laughs> Oh ten, uh camping's fun. I uh I didn't Can't mess around games. with the like the, the the toys and stuff yet. I'm assuming that's probably the more fun part. The only time I've done it is if I wanted to cook something. Uh how is uh playing with the toys for you guys though?
1: Really really fun. It's like really cute. It's like nothing like super great, but it's like really cute because I had an Eevee at the start, and so you could toss a ball and then the Eevee Where would go after Eevee? the ball and then come at come back. So uh because I have a save file for Let's Go Eevee, I just got a free Eevee. Like, Wait, just so Let's
2: Go transfers over, but
1: Pokemon Go doesn't? So, no. So, I had a save file. So, because I had the save file, they gave me an Eevee. It it wasn't a transfer. Ugh. It was just one of those things in, like, one of those games, like, in a series of games. Because you have a previous save file, you can get cool shit from the thing. Okay. Uh, but shit will carry okay. over when Pokemon Home comes out. Then you transfer everything to Pokemon Home. And then you can transfer that to um, uh, Sword and Shield.
2: Wait my pokemon go account will transfer to sword and shield
1: not the account you can transfer pokemon to pokemon home starting sometime in feb or march next year whenever the app comes out and then I you have can transfer so those
2: pokemon in pokemon go. but no
1: but keep in mind they completely underlevel those pokemon so even if it's like a 13000 whatever
2: cr whatever it's called
1: it's probably going to end like, up
2: i have like a 99 iv mewtwo
1: it's probably it's going to be watered down What? Yes, then what's it the point?
2: I agree.
0: When Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee came out, I moved over perfect IV Pokemon over to that, and it gave me average of the road stats. It just gave me the Pokemon, but nothing that came with them. Beware.
2: Yeah. So but I'll just transfer my both? trash Mewtwo, so I'll still have a Mewtwo. <laughs> big, if Mewtwo, big can, if right Mewtwo can
1: be in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't yeah, think it that's can. True.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's no
1: legendaries allowed in this. Oh, it's I can't bring my shiny Moltres in. I know there's a Mew. Uh. There's game code for the Mew, but I uh, I have Mew? Mew too. Yeah. Um. So with the camping, it's fun because it's really cute. You have like a feather, a feather duster thing. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you can call your Pokemon over, and it's kind of like fight training. It's kind of like with your cat, but, like, it's you just really like the effect. Time to die! Like, Dodge! Like, imagine like, really? seeing, imagine seeing, um, like, this big fighting Pokemon. It's like, oh, you're dancing feather thing, and then it just comes and punches you in the face. <laughs> that's, that's really it. It doesn't it's do really any It's really
2: funny to do it with uh, Score Bunny's evolution, because he's just like, he's like, I'm just chilling here. You want to talk to me? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to hit this. <laughs> and then you can throw the ball, and then they'll go and fetch the ball and bring it back to you. Oh, my God. Cute. My um, wife's heart exploded when I threw the ball, and the Corgi, it's not a Pokemon. It's a Corgi with a Pikachu tail, picked up the ball and ran back, and then I DX'd it, too, in a fight.
0: <laughs> I was like, Pokemon Sarah, look, giant Corgi.
2: Yamper. Or something like that? Yamper. Yeah.
1: Yamper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fuck, that and then- Fuck
0: that Pokemon.
1: The cooking is uh, just a fun mini game, and it's just one of those things. It's always curry. Yeah, well, I mean, it, they it was, they said it was going to be curry, and so you just do okay. different combinations, and it'll just end up being because that's like a Japanese staple. Uh, Japanese. Curry. Then
2: why is all the 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 dialogue just super super British?
1: Because Galler is based in the UK. Oh, I did not yeah, know it was that. Based, there it was, we go. That's why we have a corgi in the game because the Queen's favorite. Queen uh, stuff. Queen has yeah.
2: corgis. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was just like, what is with this dialogue? I feel like oh, I, I might. have to read it with a yeah. British accent. Yeah, no, know. Yeah. was
1: like some of like, especially one, I think one dialogue when Leon comes up, it's like, uh, calls your character's name. You're all right. And I think there's so many people, and he just says, all right. And there's so many people who would not understand that. Because there'd be so many people who'd be like, what's all right? Are you okay? Because that's just a standard thing. If you're walking down in, in London, when I was there, a standard thing was, oh, oh hey, what's up? Yeah, you're all right. And that was just like, how's it going? You okay? Like, you know, that's just yeah. kind of the standard greeting. So it, it does have a lot of slang,
2: which I kind of appreciate. Um, right
1: font of information
0: you are, aren't you?
2: <laughs> no, I didn't. I thank you for telling me that because I was genuinely confused. Yeah. Everybody, it was always mom. To Understand? It was mum, not mom or mother. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, and I was just like, this feels super British. Yeah. I thought this was a Japanese game. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like it it got really hardcore into the slang though it's like hey thanks for having like a skimp wah with me here's a pokeball i'm like what the fuck does that mean it's like that was not the term but it was like it was some like okay yeah
2: yeah there was one time when i had to have i had a uh my roommate dylan has spent a decent amount of time in the uk and i was like what does this mean? I literally just didn't cope past the dialogue because I was playing on the TV at that point, not in the handheld. And he was like, oh, that means that they're going to see you there. And I was like, how in what does world? that mean that? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, in England? And I yeah. was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I told them I was in the Americas. I was supposed to use English, not <laughs> English, you know, yeah. but
0: cool. The Queen's English. Yeah. As English. God intended it. It's weird because it feels like in this game, they are putting the influence of, like, the region it's inspired off of a lot heavier than I've seen anywhere else in terms of, like, talking and stuff. I agree, yeah. Like, in Sun and Moon, the big thing was Alola. Not even Aloha, just Aloha doing the
1: whole Alola thing. Alola and kind of, like, the the vibe, like, uh, visually how the, the game was set up, like, the world was built. And also visually, just yes. the vibe of the people is kind of, like, laid back, relaxed, and I think that that was a good, like, um seamless kind of like, it's not super like Hawaiian, uh, because Polynesian. it's not Hawaii, but it's it's very just kind of like we're taking some bits of it. That, Polynesia. You know, yeah, exactly. But like it just feels fire dancers, like this game like is so Marowak. much intense
0: yeah. about it. I, I went to a fucking Stonehenge, essentially. There's a Stonehenge-like area in this game. Spoilers! Oh. Yes! Hey, Glenn, this area is based <laughs> off of Britain. I'm sorry, I got news for you. There's so, gonna be a castle. Look out for it.
1: So maybe there's are, gonna be some East Ireland heads. <laughs> Actually, who knows? Maybe I'm not gonna say anything. So, are we? Um, <laughs> wow, well, glad. Anything, uh, anything roll else? For like
0: insight on
2: that? Because we're gonna PC be talking five.
1: more about this next week. Are there any of the yeah. good points uh, that we want to bring up? Because I want to. I have a list of things of like I will say I things. have
2: about 45
1: minutes left. <laughs> oh, okay, that I yeah. can talk.
0: I'm having a general good time with it. I... Yeah.
1: I want to make it clear before I start this too, I'm having a very, just a good time in general too. It's the thrill of being able to explore like a mainline Pokemon game on a Switch on my monitor and explore and see some of these places visually built has been fantastic. Starting with the visuals, some of the textures are just god-fucking-awful. And it makes me sad because Breath of the Wild is on this console and i just don't understand it right at the start if you let the starting thing go on long enough the pokeball that and you notice this tyler the pokeball that you first see like on the stadium ground it just looks like it's it's from from 10 years ago like the texture on it just looks so bad it looks flat it looks blurry it's from
0: pearl and diamond
1: it's and then It's just like textures at a distance like textures when you're roaming the world like in town some of the textures are great But textures when you're roaming the world have just been disappointing. Like when you're roaming the wild area the trees look god-awful How could the trees look so bad? Like I honestly feel like the trees look like shit compared to like my reference is a Game Boy Color So I can't give input on that it looks like it came
0: from ocarina of time 3d where they just took the same style thing where it was an updated tree with sprites for leaves but they really didn't
1: try. right um glenn and in your defense i understand that but then when you see gameplay of breath of the wild and what the switch can do i think you'll understand what i mean because it, like there's things like the pokemon popping up in the overworld when you're not like when you're kind of, like, medium range, so you're not even, like, super far out, I don't understand that. Because when you see the kinds of things that Nintendo, like, Nintendo could do with Breath of the Wild, because you're in an open world at all times, and it would make sense that things pop in in that game. Because it's such a vast open world and wild world that you're, like, traveling around. So it makes sense why to save on, like, processing time to make the game run faster and better, they'd have to pop things in. But here, it's not on that level or that scale, so I don't understand... With Nintendo being one-third owners of uh, this whole thing, like, the franchise, like, why wasn't there anything to help with that? Like, I don't understand that design choice. Or, like, the, the lack mm. of, like, I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. It shouldn't happen. Um, another thing that really bugged me is the fact that if you wanted to control, in 2019, if you wanted to control the audio of the game, you have to go to a specific person in the get city the to get the earphones. That is just bad user experience design. Like, base it's not even like a thing. We want you to find these. If you've got the earphones to change the kind of music, because you could do that in one of the games where you, once you beat somebody post-game, you could change the kind of battle music you hear, whether you want to hear modern style or you wanted to hear the retro style. So if it was something like that, where you could change the soundtrack or get optional things, okay, great but to add, like a basic thing such as changing the volume levels of different things in the game should be a base feature. <laughs> it should be something that the game just starts with. But it's instead given to an NPC that you might not even talk to. You would like, unless you were like me and you just like talking to everybody because you know, after playing a Pokemon game for so long that everybody would just some random person will give you a life changing thing. Like you wouldn't know otherwise if you were brand new to the game, like there's no indication.
2: Um, he literally, I remember talking to that guy. He was just like, I'm going to give you something. There's no reason. I just figured you'd like it. And he just hands it to you. And and I was just like, wait, this feels like a really useful item. Uh, But I honestly didn't... Like, I was cool with everything. So I was like, I don't need to change it. I'm not going to wear them. Like, it didn't bother me. But I'm not everybody, so...
0: That, what you just said there, Glenn, is probably the one thing I don't like about this game. Well, the worst thing I don't like about this game is they just... Give it to you. It feels like I keep getting. At least in the beginning, I feel like everything just keeps getting handed to me. You and get it's so frustrating.
1: Thirty thousand dollars at the get go. You get twenty Pokemon balls at the get go. Um, exp share can't be turned off. Exp share cannot be turned off, which is a stupid thing. I
2: love that so I'm not, much. I'm not saying now because I had to. No, and Gen I'm, one, you had to like. It's like I want to level up a Magikarp. Yep, you can't do it. Way. You start them first, and you have to swap them out immediately. And know your that next Pokemon's gonna get attacked. I love you, XP. I'm share. not saying XP share is a bad thing. Okay,
1: the fact that you cannot turn it off in Generation Six, Generation Five, Generation Seven, I think, whenever they introduced like the mass XP share, you had the option to turn it on and off, which is just a very basic, good design choice because some people might want to play the game at a higher difficulty but there's no difficulty option so by turning it off you'd have to go the extra effort of training everybody Um, and I have this thing here uh, it's uh, I'll find I'll find the full article but Shigeru Omori the director of um, uh, Game Freak those who have it turned off uh, this was he said this about exp share those who have it turned off want to train one specific Pokemon we thought is there a way to achieve that there is simply by putting the rest of your Pokemon in the PC which is the most lazy like development I've ever heard of in my life and I'm not a developer that's not an easy way you're limiting somebody's capabilities by Well but
2: you have automatic you can you can put things into the box without being right in a uh, poker center so like that's and that's and that's fair really but then i feel like that's
1: an extra thing that they added to counteract that we didn't want to give you this uh, simple option of flicking this binary code on or off so we're going to make you access your pc from anywhere you want which is again one of the things where some people like it i think it's a good thing to some extent but it makes the game too easy and i hate it i i on, yeah. like i'm split on it like i think I think there's a, there's a very fine line, it's a hard line to balance between catering to casual players and hardcore players, but this is one of those things where it's just clearly like, there used to be a thrill, there used to be a challenge in being able to go back and forth or to the next area, and then going to the PC there rather than just accessing on the go. But then again, like, I feel like that's one of the things like a casual player wouldn't mind, and that's fine, I just feel like you had toggleable options at the very least for certain things. I mean, the, the, the fact is, the fact is, in terms of the link access your PC from anywhere, I can just not do it. And I've never done it, right? It's just as simple as that. But Same. It's I just, haven't either. Just like, it, even with Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon, it's just been handholdy throughout. I remember when Gary was a badass, your rival. Was a badass, and they pick your ass. Hop is a
2: baby. Hop is a wheeze. He's Hop needs to grow,
1: and it's been the case for like (laughs) two or three generations now. Where your rival, your rival, who's supposed to be your biggest challenge, will pick the type, the starter that's weak to yours.
2: See, I would love if they would just make them have scaled levels for what you have done with your Pokemon.
1: See now there now we're roaming into territory
2: where it's kind of like choose your difficulty and I
1: would like that too, honestly. I would appreciate that.
2: I'm, because, I'm like, literally, that. I was at double his level by the time I fought, like, every time I fought him.
0: Dick, you're muted.
2: It's also stupid when you start the game and you do your first battle with him and you
1: pick your starters, he has two. But it doesn't matter because you're gonna beat him easily, his first Pokemon, yeah. which is a Wulu, and then conveniently you're gonna get enough XP to level up and also
2: learn a type move that's gonna be good against his starter. I think it's a good way to... Especially if this is... Je- I think... You're right about the balance thing, but especially for the fact that this is effectively introducing Pokemon to a younger generation than it's ever been introduced to. Like, that's a great way to make sure that they understand, hey, when they level up, they can learn things when they level up. You know, there's it's it's introducing the the concept of all these things that we've known for so long into these younger kids brains. So like. I agree. I don't know. I I, I feel like um, some of the handholding is kind of necessary because of the audience they're looking for, you know, like.
1: I understand. It's just more long-term gripes. Um, Tyler, Mm -hmm. would you agree with me that this has not been as handholdy as Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and Sun and Moon? Because that shit, they held your hand for so long.
0: I'd like to say so. Uh... (laughs) Oh, Tyler, you seem so sad. Well, it's. If you think about it, in generation one and generation two, you had two rivals. You had Gary, and then you had well, tip they usually called him Silver, or whoever right. you want him to be. Yeah, the, the the guy that stole the Pokemon and you know, he was a dick to you. And you get a little smug satisfaction when he rarely came up and said, Hey, I'm the best. You better get out of my way. And then you defeat him handily. It's like, I don't understand. Well, how are you so good? Like it gave a sense of appreciation, but instead in like these past few games it's like hi your best friend is actually uh you know the relative of a very important person in this one they take it to full 10 hi i you're friends with this kid who's been coddled and loved into thinking he's going to become the pokemon champion because his brother because is. His, yeah. his big brother is in fact the champion and since his brother keeps saying hi i'm the unbeatable champion you're my little brother. He's got himself so fucking entitled and starstruck that it's just mind-blowing. And then, you know, this champion brother is I'm not going to be surprised that like,
2: he becomes like a straight-up villain.
0: <laughs> when Leon looks at you, it's like, hey, you need to be his rival. It's like, okay, but you need to get like two miles away from your son. Or not your son. Oh, God, that'd brother. be a new territory. Oh, shit. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to break into the lore there. <laughs>
1: I was just saying Wally had more backbone than Hop. And that's saying something. Yes. Wally is basically a rival
0: who isn't a bad person from the third generation. But he had such character development going from the sickly meek child to, you know, what? I am strong. Let's fucking do this. And it's like, all right, let's butt heads together. But this one's like, let's hold hands. Except this shitbag bag is so entitled. Like, I'm going to be the Pokemon champion. Watch out, world. My name is Hop. And he's like, I'll race you. Just give me a Five minutes to run ahead of you in this cutscene. Every time it's like,
2: I'm like, how am I supposed to beat him? Ever. Ever.
0: He's like, if you walk any closer than me, I'm gonna battle you and beat you because I'm the champion. It's like, move out of the way, you fucking shit. And it's like <laughs>
1: that's what I say in my head. Every I, time. I will say you do run into a rival that does provide some amount of challenge, but it's
0: He's not about uh
1: you. that pink haired motherfucker
0: or the purple hair guy
2: oh the girl who has the uh... Fans, so you've got Marnie yell? and then you've oh. got
0: Bede oh okay
2: I was thinking no we Bede, know we Bede know about anyway. Marnie and Team Yell they already announced no I'm, already. I'm mostly I just don't want to spoil eight hours into the game for the people that are listening to the podcast it's
0: only eight hours if you babysit the first area Glenn it, yeah no it's no it's like and you saying
1: an element they announced Team Yell and Marnie a long time ago so they okay, we know sorry. that they're going to be like a. I oh, even oh, haven't read anything fine. no I'm okay. a
2: super super newbie pleb yeah no that's fine no, he's right. I'm an OG player.
0: I'm sorry, That no, That's our bad. <laughs> I, well, I mean, the big thing that I introduced that we didn't, we kind of talked about is the Dynamaxing, where you uh, basically go into this alternate world and you fight Super Saiyan essentially for hopefully three
2: turns. I feel I done, like that was kind of just
1: hee hee. I've done yeah. two Dynamax battles out in the wild area. I've never, no, I can't say that. I think I've Dynamaxed maybe two out of my three gym battles. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not super excited by it. It's whatever. I'll have more to say next week. Um, I think my initial thoughts, um, out of the three gimmicks that they've introduced over the last few generations, being Mega Evolution, uh, Z-Moves, and Dynamaxing. Uh, Dynamaxing has... Z-Moves has felt the most gimmicky. Dynamax seems whatever. Mega Evolution was the best thing that they ever had to add on and to introduce something new to the battle style because it actually made you think it
0: felt like a rebalancing on a proper level like making monsters that were weaker than it's like if you could have nine which are these super powerful monsters but if you could take an eight pokemon you like and mega evolve it to a 10 it just It felt cool. The idea that Blastoise or, you know, Charizard started falling out of the mix because they just weren't uh, viable Pokemon, but then you could introduce Mega Evolving to make them, you know, competitive again was fantastic. I
1: Hmm. feel like there was more, um, Mega Evolution was a more lucrative from a gameplay point of view, both, like, in, like, the game, PvE, and also competitive-wise. It just made more sense. Um, yeah, no, but uh, Dynamaxing so far is cool visually. To look at the whole like process of it.
2: Uh um, Yeah, the moves, the, the updated moves when And it's Dynamaxed kind of it's kind really of silly cool.
1: that you can dynamax just everybody and it's just yeah. fucking silly to see this massive. I love seeing hoot, hoot. a hoot hoot hoot. It's just it's, like ha, woo, woo It's, it's, it's just, just like, a good time, go I think, in general, but Overall, long-term, I don't think it's anything... It's not... It's it's whatever.
0: No, you're right. Like, the Mega Evolution made Scizor relevant again in the competitive scene. Seeing a giant-ass Hoot Hoot or a Padove that looks like Godzilla under the Earth (laughs) motherfucking Pokemon. I mean, that's the true threat there. There is a flock of, you know... Giant 20 pedos story high Dynamaxed
2: Dynamax it's just squash a whole city. Just,
0: just Leon
1: lowering his undefeated sunglasses
0: going, my God.
1: <laughs> my God. No, he wouldn't Let's say that. <laughs> no, the moment, anytime this is, I'm convinced that all he knows is, hi, I'm Not Leon, I'm the undefeated champion. Hi, I'm Leon, I'm the undefeated champion. And I'm bad with directions, always. <laughs> Just bad with directions. What I'm did he say? Champion. He said right at the start, uh, "Thanks for guiding me here." No, I don't know how Charizard. I found you. I'm, yeah, I'm pants with directions. And yeah. that's that slang I'd never heard before. Yeah. and one of, of them was like he literally he... shirts. So
0: I was like,
2: <laughs> one of them was literally like guiding him to Professor's house in his hometown, and you're like, how could you get? There's one it's, road, man. Like, there, there always
1: like... has to be like that. Main hero always has to have that one glaring like law like it has to be like and then here and
2: the- yet that first like mysterious thing that happens he's the one that figures stuff out i won't say anything because that's actually like plot yeah. stuff that i don't want to ruin but like well how I'm was lost, it him a good thing charizard found you oh i guess yeah it was charizard not him so. uh, it's, yeah it's um yeah so
1: overall i think I think the there's been a lot of outrage over the internet and we're not going to dive into any of that. Uh, but one of the big things was a lot of people on uh, the you know online communities in terms of Pokemon being upset very much with people reviewing or like, you know, big sites giving them such high scores. And I would like to say it, because the Pokemon community is looking at what's happening with the games as a whole looking at it more of a big picture and a lot of people myself included to some extent is not happy with the direction the franchise is going in in terms of the games but the game itself is not bad it's a fun game and i think a lot of those reviews are to some extent valid if they're just looking at this game like isolated um
0: yeah nick uh there's a question i'm gonna ask you generically because i don't think glenn has encountered this person yet yeah he has but not enough to bring up this question, there's a guy I keep seeing that screams evil bad guy, kind of like Lissandre style. Is he giving off the same vibes to you too, or am I just... Oh, I know uh, who, I oh, know 100%, who talking about. 100%. Yeah.
2: No, definitely. Okay.
0: 100%. I don't want to get, like, Roger-level paranoid, like, okay, this guy screams like evil bad guy with how things are going. 100%. 2nd
2: time I saw this person, I was like, that's the bad guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, I would like to say one thing that did pop into my mind recently was the amount of... Uh, diverse type of representation with people in uh, pokemon i think that's oh, yeah. one thing that people don't take uh, notice of the properly gym. just in yep. g- yeah. uh, just in general like just how people are represented especially because it's based in the uk and it's not just all white people anymore and it's just like a wide variety of people like it just it made me you know i'm not the most patriotic but it made me happy except yeah. when
2: <laughs> they were talking to oak's daughter or granddaughter granddaughter or daughter Professor Oaks, or the professor's daughter. Oh, Magnolia's uh, what's her name?
1: Sonia. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Sonia. They were talking to Sonia. and uh what's his face leon's like well what can i say about her she cooks pretty well <laughs> and <I was> like, <laughs> what are you gonna say now well, go make me a sandwich you sexist ass like and she's like no i really do love
1: cooking you know well, and i was I, like all i'm gonna say to that is i immediately understood that as their relationship specifically uh that's so, fair but, but it but came no, off i see what you mean. as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it was made to suggest that those two were initially; those were the rivals to each other. I there are a hundred, like
1: one. one of them wants, one of them wants to bump uglies with each other. I don't know who yet because I haven't seen them interact enough. But one of them wants to, you know. <sighs> Touch them, uh, you know. Do the, uh, you know, the sinning stuff. <laughs> like do adult the dirty versions of yeah. Ash and Misty. Kind yeah, of like right? it's just it's just very like you know like TV shows and like kids games are just very good at like interlacing all of those adult you know suggestive things without anybody realizing it, unless you look take a hard like a good look at it. Like if you go back and look at cartoons now, like Powerpuff Girls had some very overtly suggestive things in the show. Right? SpongeBob. Yeah, so it's like I. Like Ooh. with the way they've built that tension between Leon and Sonya, they it's some something happened or somebody oh, wants something man, that, to
0: happen. That poor Yamper.
1: <laughs> um yeah, but overall like after you know 11 hours or so i'm i'm having fun um i'm having fun building a team again going through the world exploring there's some really cool things i think the weather changing so drastically is a little bit disorienting sometimes but it's cool that that's a thing like with how the weather changes it affects the pokemon but uh there's some things that i want to see happen going forward with the games as a whole and i don't know if that's ever going to happen but we'll see overall i'm happy right now oh this is the first I'm sorry. There's one thing that I remembered, and I have to mention this. Tyler, do you remember what I... Do you remember when Meltan uh, was introduced? Do you remember what I said? Uh, Nobody probably remembers this, but I'll tell you what I said.
2: Meltan. I would be
1: very upset if you couldn't find Meltan in the game, in the new games. can't. You cannot. Tyler, if I want to complete my Pokédex, I have to fucking play Pokémon Go and transfer Meltan over. I'll give you mine. No, no, it's... I don't want yours. I'm... Honestly, I'm actually upset about this. And thank you, Glenn, for the offer, but I really am upset well, about this.
2: didn't you get Let's Go Eevee? You get a free Meltan when you have Let's Go, when you have Let's Go.
1: I didn't get a Meltan.
2: You, you, all you have to do is prove that you bought it and you get a Meltan for free. None of that
1: existed for me. But anyways, beyond that, like, but no, my point is these are main core RPG games. These are the main lines. All the Pokemon that exist in the Pokedex should be obtainable solely within these. That's always been the case. And the fact that I have to play a spin-off game to get and complete my Pokédex. And I can't even complete my Pokédex in the game. I have to complete my Pokédex in Pokémon Home is upsetting. Yes. The fact that they took mm, away the is. GTS. Tyler, they took away the GTS. It's oh, no GTS. longer in the game. <laughs> what is that? It's the Global Trading Station. <laughs> so it's basically the thing we talked about, I think, two or three episodes ago. You put up a Pokémon saying, I want this for this. And then it would happen. Uh, or oh, You yeah. can go and browse. They removed that from the game. That was such
2: a core Good. Fun.
1: Why? Can I still
2: trade with you guys?
0: Hell yeah you can! Instead of putting a fucking auction board where you want the most inane shit with random people across the world, you might have to do something called making friends.
1: Well that didn't exist for me before because none of my friends played Pokemon. I had nobody that played Pokemon. So the Global Trading Station is how I was able to complete my Pokédex. And Hmm. now I can't do that. And like I honestly think a lot of people, if that your main gripe was the fact that it was an auction board for random shit, not many people were using it right. Because those people were just like... It's just the posters, and you have to dig underneath those posts to find the shit that you wanted. And I managed to find a whole lot of shit that I needed to complete. Just no problem. It only took, like, at most a day to get the trade complete.
0: Nick, we live in this day and age where we can build communities. Like, there's fucking Facebook pages for every city on the continent for Pokemon Go. If you need a Pokemon, there's going to be ways for you to get it.
1: Oh, no, I'm sure. I'm Like, the point is that they're taking away so many things that have been so good. It's like we're regressing. Like th- there have been so many like little fun bullshit things that they've introduced over the generations that have just gone. Did you know, Glenn, that in Generation 4 games, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, you could put stickers on your Pokeballs so that they would be special effects every time you threw a Pokeball? Nope. No,
0: he, why would he know that? That's was rhetorical.
1: It... Thank you Sorry for I mentioning mean... that was rhetorical. Nick, uh, I might change my
0: answer with this. <laughs> GTS uh, technically offers or at least it kind of did at one point, offered online random battling. Did they take that away too?
1: No, that's like Link Battling exists. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no lie. Bye bye bye. So, everything that you've seen in the YCOM that you've already accessed doing that one wonder trade, that that's all you have. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. You guys, seem I never divisive used the GTS. This. Like, and
2: I'm like, sorry for that. You very oh, no, much valued have... the, the GTS, and you definitely don't at all.
0: It's because anytime I, during the time, let's say during uh, Pearl and Diamond, I believe is when it got introduced. Was A pearl and diamond Nick? I want to say yes. Well, let's say hypothetically, it is for now. Yeah. There are certain Pokemon that you can only get by trading. Uh, think of the days of uh, Gen 1 with uh, Haunter, the Gengar, Machoke, uh, Machamp, mm-hmm. and all that. If you didn't have a friend to trade those with you, like uh, Nick didn't and actually Mike, I couldn't get them. But the GTS changed that. Oh, the problem with that is back when I was trying to get those kind of Pokemon, the people on the GTS were assholes as i talked about with nick before it's like i i, I look it's like okay i want a honor. it doesn't even matter what level it is or anything like that that way when i get it it turns into a Gengar. it's like okay i want a level 100 gear or some shit like that you know i, I want a, a shiny ass
1: book like they want the most
0: stupid like yeah it was a the board they want shit you had that to work you can't your ass
1: because you can't trade event Pokemon, a lot of them are like, "We want event Pokemon." You can't do that. So w- I <clears throat> you never want your asked. Starter. It's Sorry. like I never looked. I only asked. So I'd put up a Pokemon that I knew had high value, and I'd ask for something like I'd put up Charmanders and ask for um fucking uh, I put up a Charmander once I for a Sylveon and it happened. So, I just posted, I never looked, I never browsed, because the moment I realized that people are asking for stupid shit, like this is never going to happen, there's probably somebody who's seriously looking for shit, I'm going to try my luck, and it just worked out for me like that all the time. Mind you, I probably used the GTS to complete out of the 800, 100-ish Pokemon, everything else I bred myself.
0: That's fair. <laughs> it it just felt like after my experience with GTS feeling like uh, Pokemon 4chan at that point, i was like i don't want anything to do with this and after that i just kind of looked away and i never looked back right but so i shouldn't be like making fun of it being gone but rather just saying it doesn't affect me at all i mean there are like people
1: are right there are better they're they're better alternatives right now but then the issue is always there's always going to be something that you want that none of your friends will probably get that you well, could probably get from somewhere else. Is it possible
2: that within the context of Pokemon Home, they could bring a feature that gives no, you some semblance that? No, they won't do that. It's that? just gonna
1: be, it's just gonna be like Pokemon Bank It's right just your
2: Pokemon storage. Okay. Yeah, um, that's all it's
1: gonna be. It's gonna be linking all apps. But I'm still seriously pissed off that I cannot get Melt- Meltan or whatever.
2: Uh, you can! I'm telling you. You have Let's Go. They, my... Dylan. he had he had Meltan Okay day so he bought it How do I do that? Do I have to get a mystery <laughs> game? Because I don't know I, I I don't know exactly what it means. Do you so have a Pokemon Go account?
1: Do I have to connect a Pokemon Go account to get the Meltan? You have Pokemon yes. Go. Oh, yeah, I'm I not doing that. Fuck that. Fuck what? My, I don't even have Pokemon so Go it, anymore. It, that's all you have to do. The game. But it's
0: his pride at stake at this point. That's all it's you a, have to do
2: to do it. It's such a convoluted way of obtaining a Pokemon. Like, j- because, well, I mean, I don't know the logic or reasoning behind it. I don't have as many years invested into this, but I'm going to try and give you some outsider perspective. That's all this is, Nick. I understand you're frustrated, and I don't want to disrespect because you're frustrated. No, no, it's not, it's not yeah. you. No, it's not you. Okay, don't worry. No, no, no but it's not you. I just I just want to let you know, but like, like... If the only thing keeping you from doing it is that you don't like Pokemon Go because of the non-exclusivity of a Pokemon that you can't receive, it feels like it's just your pride standing in the way of a complete Pokedex. Oh, no, 100% It's it's my pride. Uh, uh, Guaranteed. Because I would trade you. I I mean, I'll I'll let you connect to my Pokemon Go account and you can take them out. Like, I don't care. I want you to have a complete Pokedex. No, I will probably have to
1: do that to get my Meltan because I have no other way. I'm not playing... Do you have to have Meltan in Pokemon Go to get Pokemon Let's Go? Uh, like the Meltan in uh, Let's Go? No. And so no. just connecting it gives you the Meltan?
2: Well, what it is is that you get, uh, you, you connect your, I think you somehow verify that you purchased Tyler it would know. Tyler's a Pokemon Go and, expert. Oh yeah, here we go. You've done Let's Go and Pokemon Go, so I haven't done Let's Go. So I just know that he had a Meltan the day he bought Let's Go.
0: So how it would work, and Nick is correct in saying this is convoluted. The basic way of doing this is you would have to connect your Pokemon Go account to Let's Go, and then you would do a trade, which would initiate you getting a gift, or a transfer, if you will. Okay. You open that up, it gives you the ability for Melton to (coughs) appear for a certain amount of time in Pokemon Go. Oh. You catch 300, I believe, two, 300 Meltans to evolve it in Pokemon Go, and then you transfer it over to Let's Go. Yeah.
2: No, because he had his day one. It took no time at all, and he had a Meltan. I had to do it the I, hard way. I did the mystery quest, where you have to do all the crap, and you have to, like, find an Aerodactyl, which is one of the rarest Pokemon in Pokemon Go. I like, mean,
0: this could be very simple by Googling how do you get Melmetal, which is the evolved form.
2: I can't, yeah. I, my, oh, no, my phone isn't dead. I was like, I don't want to clickety-clack and ruin the ruin the audio. I don't want to do it right now. Um. Either way frustrated about the gts not being there frustrated no about the, the gts is whatever the gts
1: is just like it was fueled by the fact that it's so convoluted to get Meltan, regardless regardless yeah. of whether you just have to connect and then get it into let's go and then from let's go connected to pokemon home which is not yet available and then from let's go uh, from pokemon home i'd have to keep it there because the pokedex is not complete so i can't do anything except keep my pokemon in a cloud server which i'm not gonna do hmm. because i had the scare and tyler knows this uh, i thought pokemon Pokémon bank is the current application that is a cloud service where you store your Pokemon. I thought I left my Pokemon in Pokemon bank and it's a yearly subscription and if you forget to renew it there is a chance that the Pokemon in your bank will get deleted. Fortunately it was all on my cartridge for Ultra Moon and it's on my 3DS and it's all safe but I'm not trusting any cloud service with keeping all of my 808 Pokemon currently in one place. So I will never be able to have the joy of having
2: all of my Pokémon in one game ever again. Until Meltan is released in a game.
1: No, no, what I mean is just in general, I will not be able to have all of my Pokémon in one game ever again, currently. Because you cannot get all of your Pokémon in Pokémon Sword and Shield. There's a limit on 400-something Pokémon. That was the whole Dexit thing, which... Okay.
0: Uh, so, Glenn, I posted it in the chat here. If there is a different way, this was uh, from a document uh, that came out uh, last month, uh, less than a month ago actually. Where it is, in fact, uh, you get a uh, special box, which is what you get on Pokemon Go if you do a transfer over to uh, Let's Go. And that gives you the timer to catch uh, Melton or cause it to appear in the area. And it would take 400 Melton candy to make Melmetal. Oh, to get
2: Melmetal, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, for sure. To get melt Metal, yes, but not to get Meltan. That's all. That, yeah.
0: Problem is, though, if you transfer over Meltan, no matter how much you level it up, it won't evolve. The only way you can evolve it is in strictly Pokemon Go, hmm. which...
2: That's dumb. <laughs> you know, no, I agree. I, I, th- like... I think the whole part, like, Pokemon Go itself, like, it. I was super excited about it. And then it was just like, oh, you, you don't have to catch one Pokemon and find out that it has the moves that you like or whatever and then like love it and care for it and evolve it it was catch a billion until you catch a perfect one and send those other ones away for candy to level the other ones up like it felt
0: just it was a hardcore version of getting a gyarados essentially
2: oh my god getting gyarados or that one uh what's it called it's like a bird i don't remember it looks like a peacock kind of like a flying peacock i got a shiny one of the pre-evolution and it had 400 to get to that or whale lord Uh, oh my whale lord took so much candy to get it i've walked so many kilometers because i don't know how many miles (laughs) i've walked
1: regardless this is one of the things that i realized early on um and i absolutely hate it and i claimed i was gonna hate it because i don't i don't think and uh, like glenn you are right very much even Tyler was right uh this is my own personal pride i don't think a spin-off game should have any impact on the main like line games i truly like i don't think that's that's never happened that should never happen because uh it's it's a whole it's it's a whole
2: thing uh, I, don't well, I mean you don't that. you don't create a dynasty that's gone on for 20 some years and then just go oh we're changing things now all of you people who have stuck with us from the very beginning are going to have to get used to the fact that all the work you've done means nothing. I understand how that feels like a bit <laughs> of a betrayal. You know, like, I get it. I don't feel that way because I didn't get screwed like that because I just played Gen 1 and now I'm playing, what is right. this, Gen 8? Gen if, 7? Uh, Gen 8, this is Gen 8. Gen 8, yeah. yeah. From 1 to 8, I played, a, like, uh, an emulator of Emerald, but that was, I didn't even finish it. So, like...
1: If the regional Pokedex contains... To stay out of the games, I don't see myself playing Pokemon long term.
2: Really? Yes. Well, I mean, if enough fans freak out about this, just bringing the national Pokedex back, I don't understand how that would break the game. And we're not the ones making the money, so we have no decision over
1: anything. We're the well, ones yeah, but if, the you, money.
2: if you all go, hey, we're going to stop playing because you've, like, invalidated my last 12 years of work... I would, like to I, I would been, like to I would like to think know. that would
1: happen But how many times have we seen corporations look at how fans are freaked out, but still continue to remain on their bullshit Just because they're still making money. That's Blizzard, the reason bad sequels still uh, uh, Blizzard Blizzard. is Sonic. still Sonic Sonic. Well, okay, <laughs> Blizzard Sonic the, the only thing with they Sonic, all I'm heard the outcries and no, went okay <laughs> with Sonic All I'm gonna say is they said they needed more time and within a few months they presented the new design They had him all along. They a hundred uh, was a PR stunt I honestly that really, really, awesome. really, really, really invalidates is, the hard is, work of a lot of graphic designers. This is tin foil stuff. No. Okay. Sorry. Good. No. This is. T- but I really think they're like, how can we make sure that this movie sells out? We're gonna make a bad design on purpose, but keep the good design <laughs> under wraps. Release the bad no design. Bad press. Yeah. Release the bad design. Get people to freak out and showcase the new design after a little while.
2: I don't know. I've just seen enough things on Twitter from gra- animators and stuff that worked on it. But with the,
1: r- with the this- right amount of money, anybody would say anything. But again. Very clearly, tinfoil we'll stuff. Yeah, this, this tinfoil yeah, we'll hat stuff. Sure. I'm being very speculative over um, here. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. all, that's all I have to say about Pokemon for this week. I don't want to keep going; otherwise, my blood pressure is gonna rise. We have added
0: an additional hour it out over Pokemon alone. Yeah. I think it's good to call it for now. Uh, that way, uh, I we got it off our chest for this week. I'm sure we'll have a, another dump truck of uh, information coming to you next week as we uh, figure out what's going on over here. Because I have, I, I mean, I still have more to say. But I've only had are,
2: one day of play for right
0: now. Yeah. <laughs> one day of play, and we got this so far. <laughs> Games that are coming out this week. Glenn, are you able to take this?
2: I would love to. Game releases looks like we had a game called Football Manager, which I assume is actually about soccer because the word football makes sense. You are Am I correct. correct in this. Yes, you are correct. great. Um, this come is
1: uh, a like I want to. Say, it's kind of like text based. You're not actually playing the game. It's more simulation. So you just get everything oh, set okay. up, and then you just manage things that way based on numbers, data, and picking players and stuff. Yeah,
2: it's amazing to see the sports games have come to that, where there's the side of people that are so interested in the analytics and the recruiting. And just the strategy behind creating a team that they don't really want to play as a player. They want to see how... Anyway, yeah, Football Manager 2020. It's coming out on November 19th for PC. Um, mm-hmm. Shenmue 3, which I know nothing about. Do you guys know anything about this game? Shenmue 3 coming out on November 19th for PS4 and PC.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh... Shinmu is a game that I believe became super popular, but it got drastically limited because it came out, I believe, on the Dreamcast, Shinmu 2 uh, specifically. Oh, okay. And uh, the genre got filled by the Yakuza series, as I'm sure you guys uh, heard about that a little bit more. But uh, people are clamoring for this game to come back. I believe there was a Kickstarter for it to get it going, and eventually uh, they managed to get this pushed forward, so... Cool. Uh, it's finally making its fruition. A lot of people are talking poorly of it, but that's just because the first game, you know, it, was, it felt limited. The, the, the argument is like, all you do is run around with the forklift, but people said that about <laughs> Death Stranding. So take the complainers and their broad views, you know, with so much criticism that shh, we can write a whole fucking episode over that. So <laughs> yeah, if you're a fan of Yakuza, this is something you want to look into. Maybe not buy immediately without thinking about it, but this, you know, if you like Yakuza or if you played Shinmu 2, congratulations, your third game is finally coming out. Kind of like uh, us Kingdom Hearts people getting Kingdom Hearts 3 finally. It's like, oh, thank God.
2: <laughs> awesome. Uh, anyways. And then we, yeah, then the next game on the list is uh, one coming out on November 22nd for PS4 and Xbox One. Looks like they are finally getting Civ 6, Civilization 6, over to console, which I'm sure people have been clamoring for. I know that it's just the Civilization series is so well-known and loved, so... Um, that's really cool to see. Did you guys? Uh, did either of you guys play Civ at all? One of those two.
1: I was a big fan of uh Civ Five. Okay, I'm pretty sure I played a little bit of Civ Four or Five. I can't remember. Didn't get too much into it.
2: <sighs> it just felt like an like a like like a like a, role, like a role play server in WoW. It felt like a role play RTS. And if I wanted to play an RTS, I just wanted to play an RTS. Right. You know, that's that's why I didn't get into it. But you know
0: yeah I mean I fell in love with uh I believe i don't I can't pronounce the name so get ready to correct me uh Boudica budisha uh leader of the celtics or celtics okay cool I'm,
3: I like I, like I was like
2: I
0: was like Bushido <laughs> 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 oh jeez so I was a big fan of the uh I can't say, tell if it's celtic or celtic warriors. the
2: leader of the celts.
0: Yes, sure. And uh problem is though, you know, they have their own nation and I've tried, you know, supporting her and all that stuff, but then she immediately keep declaring war on me. I'm like, come on, baby, Lou, we don't need that. I'm not even doing anything bad to you. I think you're the badass, you know, <laughs> warrior lady. Let's just do this. Be friends. pick my city, I'm like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, my my experience. Plus the idea that you can play eight to ten hour games. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's so great, man. If you got the time. And you can commit to a full night of just, you know, working and building up and launching nukes at people. See my eye twisting. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's next on the list?
2: <laughs> uh, the last, last but definitely not least, is Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts. It's coming out um, on November 22nd on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And I actually looked this one up while you were telling us about Civ. It looks like it's the fourth entry in the Sniper Ghost Warrior series, uh, announced in 2018. And it looks like... Uh, apparently it's not super different from the third installment aside from the fact that it's like a, a limited open world thing so it's like open levels instead of an open world but you are a I believe a yeah you're a seeker a paid contractor to assa- pay to assassinate targets in Siberia Russia in this one Nice. so for those who you like that sort of style of games that's that seems like a really fun one like ghost old like ghost recon stuff that's really cool i still have the gamecube metal that's that was the most recent nintendo console i had was a gamecube i had i still have my tom clancy's ghost recon in the metal package it's the collector's edition nice i never played it but i still have it (laughs) budica yep budica it is a budica okay cool but yeah, that's okay, that's sorry. all. <laughs> it's okay. That's all that's coming out this weekend, gaming. Um, and now we just get uh, to celebrate some birthdays, I think. Oh. Yes, Nick.
0: I know you had a small list. I added uh, a few of them because a lot of them were actually kind of important.
2: Yeah,
1: I took out a few that weren't so like whatever. Um, so well, starting from the top, um, Pokemon Sun and Moon. November 18th. This is the day in gaming. November 18th. Pokemon Sun and Moon released worldwide uh, in 2016. So that's three years ago now. Yeah.
0: Happy third birthday, to Sun and Moon.
1: Um. And then next, uh, there's only one thing in 2014. No, I wouldn't do that to you. Two things. Dragon Age. Nick. (laughs) Sorry, there is only one thing in 2014 because the second one is non-existent. Uh, Starting. It's not a game. (laughs) The joke is that this particular thing is like it doesn't exist because it's so bad. Uh, (laughs) So, Dragon Age Inquisition came out for the Xbox One, PS4, Xbox 360, PS3 2014.
2: Was this BioWare, correct? Love BioWare. 300 hours into that game. Nice. One save. Nice. Love that game.
1: Um, And also in Mm. 2014, we're celebrating the fifth birthday of the Nintendo Wii U, um, (laughs) which is a console that performs so poorly. I consciously choose to not think about it ever.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of upset because I didn't know it existed, despite being a Nintendo fan until 2011 or 2012, when uh, Nick in the chat actually lent me his Wii U while he went over. Wait, uh, are you overseas. saying
1: 2011, 2012, when the Wii U came out in 2014? Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. That's you're just thinking about the right. Wii.
0: Okay, so you're right, the Wii U did come out in 2014, so there was a point sometime after that I had no idea it existed prior to the, you know, cue the joke, and then one day Nick showed up uh, when he went over uh, seas, and then he lent it to me, and I eventually just bought it from him.
1: I am being told now by an insider source that I am wrong as to the release date of the Nintendo Wii U. Um, uh, No,
0: he got deployed at that
2: date. No, the Nintendo
1: Wii U came out in 2012, the same day. But it's 2012, not 2014.
2: Oh, so we were just two years off. So um, it's the seventh oh. birthday.
0: Yay! Nick is not wrong. Nick in the chat, it was me that added the information. He was just uh, parroting it, so that's my bad.
1: Um, so yeah, that's uh, seven years. Happy birthday. Then we've got Left 4 Dead, uh, which is a big game for a lot of people. Not for me. I never touched it. But Xbox 360 2008. So happy, uh, it's fucking, I'm doing math every time, 11th birthday. 11, yes. Um, then in the same year. LR 11th. Then in the same year, um, 2004, one on the Game Boy Cube, one on the Game Boy Advance, in, uh, in this order. Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion. Uh, games I've not touched. Tyler, have you touched these games?
0: <clears throat> yes, I played and beat uh, Metroid Prime. <clears throat> I didn't get a chance to play Metroid Fusion.
1: Cool. Uh, and then we got the first Luigi's Mansion. GameCube in oh, two thousand one. So
0: Nick hasn't played a Metroid game, so you can't give it that appreciation.
1: No, I cannot. Uh, never touched Metroid game yet. Not yet.
0: I think uh, a Metroid Prime game would probably be your favorite genre next to Zelda if you ever got your hands on it. Okay, but that's just an opinion.
1: Um. Hmm. So Luigi's Mansion came out for the GameCube in two thousand one. So that is eighteen years now. Happy birthday! That being said, the GameCube also came out in two thousand one. So the wow. is it's an it's though. an
2: adult now. Yeah. It's, the
0: GameCube uh, can, uh, it, can go vote. It can go vote. It can be legally tried as, a, uh, as an adult for a misdemeanor.
1: <laughs> and then I listed this just because I think it's cool. Tetris in 1988. Uh. Um, this was not the initial release of Tetris. This was part of the initial wave of releases. And this came out in Japan for the PC-98. I think that's what it was called. Uh, yes, the PC-98 in Japan. Uh, Tetris originally came out in 84 or 83 and was by a Russian scientist, actually. Uh, was developed mm-hmm. um, and it is <laughs> the world's most it's the best-selling video game worldwide of all time
0: yep wow uh, yes. i think uh second place to that right now is minecraft Bam, i'm not sure da- if it got da- da, ever surpassed da- 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 da-
1: but uh da- da- that is it for this day in gaming for november 18th um yeah
0: all right uh let's see i think that's gonna be it let's that was a good show at, uh i i agree e. there's a lot of talk a lot of editing but a good amount <laughs> of talk uh you can find me on twitter at two times Styler, but more importantly where can i find you nick
1: uh you can find me on twitter at lr the 11th or on twitch and instagram at lr 11 and then glenn where can we find you
2: uh i'm on twitch at razeth r a e z r a e z e t h, as well as uh our sister podcast ready to roll uh which is a lovely D&D podcast that I hope to be a part of. And then also on Twitter, at Glenn Houston looks like Huston.
0: Good deal. And uh, you can find us on the Twitter at MasterQuest Pod,
2: We're gonna email us
0: uh, at ca- casualmasterquest at gmail.com or you can check us out on our Instagram and Facebook, which is also Casual Master Quest. Also, there's a Discord. Check us out on Twitter and grab that if you like it. Also, there's a fucking D&D podcast called Casual Quest Masters, where all three of us, plus Brandon, gets to be- a part of a DD campaign in the world of Faerun, where we are uh, about to deal with family relations. Learning a lot about that, yourselves. <laughs> hell yeah, we are. Ka ka, motherfucker. I think that's gonna be it. That was Glenn, that was Nick, this is Tyler, and that was Casual Master Quest. We'll see you next week, and don't forget to never stop the grind.
3: Bye bye.
0: The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent, Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash four point zero.